Yes, people can be interested in new ideas when those ideas are expressed clearly and effectively. Welcome to the Research and Destroy podcast. Here's what we do. Step one, we take a subject. Step two, research the shit out of that subject. And step three, destroy the subject as we discuss what we found. With your hosts, John, Adam, and Justin. This is John. I'm Adam. And I'm Justin. Today's episode, we're talking about cryptids uh, or cryptozoology. And you may not know what these words are, but you definitely know what the thing we're talking about is. Uh, A cryptid is an obscure, undocumented creature... Generally, it originates from folklore, uh, typically mythological nature, but not necessarily supernatural. And their existence is really only recognized as a pseudoscience. Some big examples are uh, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot. Those are kind of the big big two, right? And there's a few others we're going to talk about today. If you want to listen to us talk about them. Right. Nope. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Not interested. And I have my answer. Yeah, yeah, this sounds terrible. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, who wants to start today, boys? You start. Oh. Sir. You got it. Now that we've recorded our opinions, I, I think we should investigate to find out whether or not our opinions are based on good reasons. All right. Um, well, the one I am talking about is the Yeti. Have you n- ever heard of it? <laughs> yes. It's a big monster thing. And the, in the snow. <laughs> Podcast over. So yeah, so I'm doing the Yeti, um, which is one that's kind of... Well, I, what do you guys know about Yetis, John? Uh, you know, as I understand it, the Yeti is like the same thing as Bigfoot, but in the snow. And <laughs> same thing as Sasquatch, same that's... thing as Bigfoot. Uh, am, am, I, am I hitting on all cylinders here? Or Well, if I was a Yeti and that's how you were describing me, I'd be like, wow, that's really reductive. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a yeti how would you know the goddamn word reductive uh, i don't know yeti's cool. uh, yeah yeti's cool <laughs> idiot <laughs> uh, adam do you know anything different than what john knows which is nothing i know <laughs> i only know yeti for school typically so besides that i don't have any other knowledge yeah all right um well sometimes they're called the abominable snowman Right. Mm-hmm. I think my main, like, probably my first uh, introduction to that was from that Rudolph stop motion thing from Christmas. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And yes. I, they, they called him yes. a bumble or whatever. Yeah, bumble. Yeah. And then that man stole all of his teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert for how that ends, but yeah. You, you know, you know, it's funny Spoiler. when you rewatch that now. When you rewatch that now, the the little elf guy that stole his teeth has this like. I think he's like like the old 1950s version of like a Jewish stereotype. He's all yes, yes. I'm going to be a dentist. dentist yeah. His, his name is his name is like Hermie, and I'm like, it this is, is a little racist. I think actually, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, I, I can see it. And Santa Claus is a dick in that movie. Oh, he's a complete <laughs> like, dick. You want Santa Claus to be like this nice guy, and when like skinny Santa Claus is an asshole, he comes in and he's like, well, yeah. you, you better shape up, uh, whatever Rudolph's dad's name is. <laughs> Because with a nose uh, like that, Donner. he's never going to fit in. And it's like, that's fucking Santa Claus talking. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that one being pretty savage, too, when watching that one. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. Kind of surprised. Like, yeah. I was just like, we watched it again with Jonah and we're, uh, with my son, and we were just like, damn. Yeah. yeah. Isn't, isn't it, like, really sexist, too? Is that the one that's, like, really sexist, where, like, the mom can't go out and, like, help find the kid? Or find or is it the, uh, another Rudolph one? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. The yeah, women really sit back and I mean, it's from when like the seventies, sixties. I'd say the sixties. Yeah, I think, okay. I think it might be before that. Really? Yeah. 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 It, it, it doesn't surprise me. I it's like got like that. sexist, anti-Semitism, all sorts of stuff in it. So They're like no black rangers. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, they that's terrible. They um we there's that one and then there's one where it's like the um the secret of Santa Claus or whatever. What are we talking? Mm-hmm. This is not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is where Yetis come from. So yeah. So that's that's where I first heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um and so what I so then I that's not why I chose it, but I realized I didn't. I almost didn't realize Yeti and the Abominable Snowman until I read it. We're like, oh right, yeah, those are the same things, or I think of them as the same thing. So right. So essentially, it is a, an ape-like uh, humanoid, usually has white fur, right, and all the, everything you've ever seen. It lives in the snow, like in the Himalayas, that area, hmm. uh, the Himalayan region of Nepal, Bhutan, and Tibet, and uh, it's its whole like existence kind of is pretty recent, honestly. Uh, it's in the I always mess, mess up centuries. 20th century? 1920? 1920? Is that 20th century? That's 20th century, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, because 0 to 999 is... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nine, nine. Okay. And I'm the Simple idiot. math. <laughs> <laughs> I hate um, it too. Yeah. Aren't you a math major? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the name The Abominable Snowman was coined uh, in 1921. It was the same year that... Uh, this British um, explorer, Charles Howard Burry, uh, he led a British Mount Everest reconnaissance expedition uh, where he chronicled Mount Everest. And uh, the name basically means Yeti. It's uh, some Meto Kangum. Can't say it. Never. I'm sorry. It means, ma- it means man bear or snowman. Not snowman. <laughs> snowman, two words. In, uh, in, like, in like a local Himalayan language? Like I think Nepali, it is ne- Nepali, maybe? I might be wrong. It is hmm. from. Um, what does that language sound like? Do an impression real quick. Not a, not a chance. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I heard it, it is. It is indigenous. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think it sounds like, John? I think it sounds Asian. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't even pronounce it right. M e t o h dash k a n g m. Metokangam. Yeah. And do you pronounce the M? I I don't know enough about it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's there's it's like right the Himalayas are like right where three countries meet basically, yeah. So they're like uh, Nepal, uh, Bhutan, and Tibet. But local local uh, the, the the regional indigenous people that's one of the words for it. Um, so this guy Charles Howard Burry, he was basically charting a course to the top of Everest. Which the idea of that sounds amazing. Like the, yep. that you're not that I don't think I'm the kind of person that has like the. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think I know myself the enough wherewithal. to kind of the wherewithal to like make it to the top of a mountain like that. The chutzpah, as I don't it have, were. I, I don't have the chutzpah, I guess. <laughs> and I don't think this is not really about that, but you know that if you die on the climb to Mount Everest, they don't come collect your body. You just stay there. Like if you collapse yeah, and die no. in the snow. Wait, what? Yes. Like- so if you're climbing Mount Everest, as a matter of fact, some people that die there, they're wearing like bright clothes and they become like landmarks. Like go up two hundred feet and look for a red jacket, and take Ooh, a left. Dark. It's like it's like Medusa Mountain. Everyone's like turned to stone. It's, to the top and there's a well, yeti up there. And you're like, apparently, oh, shit. with 
some warming and warmer periods of time that bodies that have been frozen for a hundred years are thawing out here and there. And they're like, so now they're, but uh, yeah. So like if you get a big body group on the bottom, (laughs) slide down, (laughs) surfboard down. Yeah. Like load comes off a ramp. (laughs) Uh, Mount Everest must stink. It's not when it's frozen. But oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, if you die there, you just, you fall in the snow and they, unless your people can bring you back, but generally they can't. And so you're, you just stay there and there's hundreds of people dead on Mount Everest, on the, on the slopes of Mount Everest. People so this attempting is food to, for yetis, right? Oh yeah, I guess. I don't think they're eating. Well, there's something different when you eat a dead body versus you eat something that's freshly killed. A scavenger. Yeah. But most, but most animals can't eat the dead, the ones that have been dead for a long time. Yeah. It's like oh yeah. Yeah. Well, like, um, uh vultures or whatever the things that you have stuff off the side of the road they have like special acids that can deal with that and they don't get sick they get a bad rap vultures you know yeah they're nature's janitors (laughs) plus did you know they're monogamous what they're monogamous they only have sex with one with one other bird (laughs) i'm serious i i I would not you about this themselves you yeah i hate you <laughs> the dodo bird. poor dodo, bird yeah all these vultures <laughs> i just vultures real fast and it says vultures also use urine as a way to keep themselves cool by urinating on themselves that's Period. cool <laughs> that's not cool well there you go i learned that real early on urinating on yourself not cool no not cool no unless you got stung by an old jellyfish all right so we're, we're climbing everest <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we all just died on the slope. I think. <laughs> yeah. So uh, while up while he was um, going up this uh, on this reconnaissance mission or whatever expedition, uh, he included in he wrote a book later that included included an account of crossing the Lakpa La at twenty one thousand feet uh, high, where he found footprints that he believed were probably caused by a large loping. Lopping, L-O-P-I-N-G, lopping, loping, 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 gray wolf. Um, but it also looked like, or those of a barefoot man, and they were bigger than a normal person's feet. Okay. So it's like a, it's like fine. He basically finds a bigfoot footprint. Um, yeah. And it's then pretty standard. Ter- yes. Yeah. So then the Sherpa guides at once volunteered that the tracks me that must be that of the wild man of the snows, and that's when he Jeez. said the the Mito Kag- Kagmi. That's the oh, there's an eye. I. I missed an eye when I was making my notes. Uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I shit the research out of this one. <laughs> wait, so, uh, but, but but just to be clear, yeah. twenty-one thousand feet is very significant. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, well, you know, is. back in Colorado, like fourteeners, right? Which is a pretty big deal. Twenty-one thousand. Yeah. Another fifty percent on top of that. Yep. I mean, yep. once again, are we getting into like hallucination territory? Okay, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. So Everest is only twenty nine thousand feet tall, so they're oh, eight thousand feet from the from the uh, peak. The sun? summit. <laughs> Jesus, it's so tall. Yeah. Like, who would do? Why would you do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't tell that to <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Charles Howard Burry. Oh, um, I won't. Yeah, because no. he. Yeah. So essentially, he he uh, does that, and his like Sherpas are like. So, like, hold on a second. Let me just talk about Sherpas for a second. Because <laughs> have Actually, the Sherpas first, already... I have a quick question. Yeah. How high do planes fly? I don't know. Let's Google it. There's, like, there's How different um, zones. Altitudes, yeah. There are different zones, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what's the lowest zone? It's probably below that, right? Like, it's, I, I bet it's below that, that. yeah. No, because then they'd fly in a Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> 
You're stupid, Adam. <laughs> what a stupid I mean, idiot in, thing to say. Like you're about talking about him. commercial airlines over like the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that um, out, cruising altitude, right? That's what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Cruising altitude. 747. 43,000 feet. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So there's no um, way they'll hit Mount Everest. I mean, not doing what they're you supposed to be doing. Yeti's right? waving down there from below. <laughs> hey, is that a, some sort of man ape? <laughs> I think you're supposed to say person ape. Um, <laughs> the Yeti is non-gender specific. <laughs> you triggered a Yeti? Damn it, Justin. No, you triggered the, the co-pilot. And then, that, then he... <laughs> the Yeti is the only one who has, a, has equality across the board. Everyone else is racist and sexist. He's the trigger. Uh, actually, we call it snow person. <laughs> Santa Claus just clubs him to death. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's too uh, much. <laughs> uh, so essentially, the so that was I was asking the Sherpas are guiding these like British people. Have the Sherpas already been to the top of Mount Everest? I want to say yes. So like, what's the big deal? If like, why? Who cares if the British guy's <laughs> the second guy to be there? Well, I mean. We're white people, right? We just go places that other people have already been, and we just say, "Hey, take us there too. We want to do that too, right?" <laughs> and then claim we're the. Then we put a flag, and we're number one. Yeah, and then we take a crappy picture of it, and then <laughs> put it on Facebook. Yeah, and now it's ours. <laughs> Adam, I'm triggered. I am a white man. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, well, so well. <laughs> the oh boy, um, right? So they, so this, but I just they, I see them referencing Sherpas, but like, aren't Sherpas like, well, follow me. I already know the way to the top. Isn't that the idea? Uh, or I know how to survive I, in this type of environment better. Is that more what it's about? Yeah. Somebody knowledgeable in but it's not Sherpas are like, like they're like Buddhist monks, right? I think Sherpa just means guide. Maybe not. I don't know what Sherpa means. Guide? I just always assume Sherpa. <laughs> Google. They're a member like, of a Himalayan like, people like living on the borders. Men. No. I think okay. you're thinking of shaman. Oh. That happens. Are you right? thinking of a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Of the witch variety. <laughs> I, I went to my doctor the other day, and I he just likes me to call him shaman. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. And he went, Yo, what's up, Sherp? Uh, <laughs> my name's Sherman. <laughs> yeah, what up, Sherm? Yeah, what up, Sherm? Big Sherm. Uh, okay. Oh, boy. This is going horribly... <laughs> No, it has not. All right. We're like 250 so, feet up. Yeah. So 21,000 feet up, he finds footprints that he believed were the either a giant wolf or a large uh, barefooted man. Uh, his Sherpa guides tell him that it must be the man of the wild, uh, the wild man of the snows, uh, which they gave the name Mito Kangami, uh, man bear, snowman. Uh, right. So um, it's so essentially the the gist is that the local people have had this belief for like a long time, like. Before Buddha, they'd like pre-Buddhist beliefs of Himalayan people. Uh, they actually had the they kind of referred to him as the glacier being, as the god of the hunt. Like mm. kind of before Buddhism took over that region. That's, That's something crazy because because Buddhism's really old. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean it's kind of surprising that how pre-Buddha. Right, like it's just that. I mean, it, that's how things go, though, right? Like a lot of Christian beliefs and and culture is because they like basically use that uh, like some of the existing pagan beliefs to assimilate those people yep. and ideas into the religion or they just, I don't know if they mm-hmm. purposely did it, but it happened that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I mean, it's not like that 
snowman or uh, yeti became part of the the core of the Buddhist belief or anything. Good mm-hmm. thing, right? <laughs> Why? That'd be way cooler. <laughs> Um, now sit yeah. and breathe. Say Om Yeti, Om <laughs> Yeti. Like so this the, is stupid. Uh, a little bit. So the Lep- the Lepcha people. Um, You're a bad some- doctor. Yeah. <laughs> You're the worst Sherman I've ever been to. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they worship this glacier being. Uh, they they call it the god of the hunt. And then some of the people of the Bon religion, which I'd never heard of any of these things, but you know. Uh, they once yes. believed the blood of the me god or the wild man uh, had certain mystical had use in certain mystical ceremonies. So like, then the being was always depicted as an ape-like creature who carried a large stone as a weapon and makes a whistling swoosh sound. <laughs> <laughs> what? And, and now Justin will perform that sound for you. Justin, go right ahead. So yeah, the wind, but, yeah. So the wind, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the wind, basically. It's the wind. It's ah, wind. Majestic. It's basically wind. <laughs> ah, the yeti. <laughs> here we here we are in his natural habitat. Listen to his call. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you just fart? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, blame it on the yeti. So that's kind of the history of him. Uh, uh, him, sorry, <laughs> that person, snow person, uh, before yeah, the assume. 19th century. So then, in the 19th century, which I didn't think, I didn't. It almost didn't occur to me that they were climbing mountains that early. Like I, I think that like before the 1900s, like I don't know what people were doing, but they must have been in yeah. the 1800s, right? I mean, Civil War, there were guns and stuff, right? Oh yeah. So, I don't like, know how had, you go from. How are you putting mountain climbing with guns? Like those don't just wrap, those... To, to, as a mark of technology. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, like that was a little. You don't need. Well, you don't need gunpowder to climb a mountain, unless there's a fucking yeti. It's <laughs> also a good point. Fair enough. I'll, yeah. I'll let you have that one. All right. So uh, in 1932, a guy named uh, James Princep, he has a journal called the Asiatic Society of Bengal, where he published uh, B. H. Hodgson's account of his experiences in northern Nepal, where his local guide spotted, spotted a tall bipedal creature covered with long dark hair, uh, which seemed to flee in fear. Hodgson thought it was orangutan, which, you know, what do I know? Racist. Why? The orangutan speciesist. <laughs> they prefer um, a orangutan person. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> so they found some. Uh, so then an earlier record of in uh, 1899, they found uh, footprints appeared there in, in another book uh, called Among the Himalayas. And he reported his guide's description of a large ape like creature that left the prince. Um, and that Waddell thought it was a bear. So, so far they think it's a wolf, a bear, and an orangutan. They heard stories of, and he kept hearing stories of these bipedal uh, ape-like creatures that, however, he never, he said that, he wrote, that none, however, of the many Tibetans I have interrogated on this subject could ever give me an authentic case. So it's like most of them were, they knew someone that had seen one, it had never been them. Sure. You know, I I think the common theme uh, that we're going to find uh, in this podcast is that no evidence um, no yeah well it's that but like you can go back now and be like what type of creatures typically live in that part of the, of the world at, yeah. at that time and be like oh it's probably just one of those you know what i mean yeah, it, they, it, you know, yeah that's that <laughs> it's fun to imagine that like because i mean they still do find animals that they didn't know existed but they're not that's the size true. of a person that's true you know also what i mean like point. yeah like the loch ness monster as an example bigger than a person lo- 
Yeah, but are you doing? You're not doing Loch Ness, are you? Nope. Okay. So like the Loch Ness monster is, uh, for one, the idea was that it is a like uh, sur- long surviving dinosaur that's been alive for millions of years. Like, come on. Yep. Yep. And then <laughs> come, come on, come on. So like the just common sense rules a lot of things out, right? And then there's enough technology where you can kind of like scan the whole stupid lake and not find yep. it. So then what and is it hiding that. in a cave under a you know? There's all these like theories. Well, obviously it goes into a cave under the con- under the edge of the lake that we don't know about, and da da da. Like there's all these like people make excuses. Well, like this thing here. Um, oh, so let's talk to you about how how kind of it, the more modern uh, story of it all. So sounds um, like Justin wants to believe. I kind of do want to believe because it's fun, but okay. like the realistic, you know, m- my logical brain is like, okay, this is all stupid. Okay, so you know, uh, well, so a nice wet blanket for the podcast. <laughs> well, it's like uh, how how real could it be? How, like, what's the chance that a giant monster, man monster that's bigger than a person, that where people have been living with cell phone cameras, <laughs> you know, there's no evidence of it. There's no photo of it. You know what I mean? Yes, like that's that kind of stuff where it's like, eh, but it's still really fascinating to explore. So sorry to shit all over this right at the top of the thing. <laughs> but it is interesting to hear what people believe. So uh, in the 20th century, the, the frequency of reports increased, especially when Westerners began to make determined attempts to scale the mountain, uh, mountains in the area. Uh, and they kept and, and occasionally they would report seeing odd creatures or strange tracks. Um, in 1925, a person took a photo. Uh, he was a photo- photographer and member of the Royal Geographical Society. Wrote that he saw a creature at about 15,000 feet near the Zimu Glacier. Uh, his name's uh, N. A. Tombazi. Cool ass name. Um, yeah, yeah. And he observed that the creature from 200 to 300 yards away for about a minute. Unquestionably, the figure in outline was exactly like a human being, walking upright, stopping occasionally to pull at some bushes. It showed up dark against the snow, and as far as I could make out, wore no clothes. Apparently, about two hours later, uh, him and his companions descended the mountain and saw the creature's prints, described as similar to those in shape, uh, similar in shape to those of a man, but only six to seven inches long by four inches wide. The prints were undoubtedly those of a biped. So he's like a small foot. Little foot. Yeah, little foot. Little foot. It's my favorite little, rapper. Yeah, a little foot. Uh, nice little feet. So the, the the Western interest in Yetis kind of peaked dramatically in the 50s because while um, attempting to scale Mount Everest in 1951, Eric Shipton took photographs of a number of large prints in the snow at about 6,000 uh, meters, 20,000 feet above sea level. And the photos have been subject to intense scrutiny and debate. And some argue they're the best evidence of Yetis' existence, while others contend those are of a mundane creature that has been distorted by melting snow. Let me, oh, let me send you this picture real quick. Please do. Yeah. So that's a, I don't really know the scale of the pick, but it's interesting. Oh, come on with that. It's like, it's like a good foot at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, not, I mean, there's a foot next to it, but like a good foot in length. <laughs> Is this a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, know. like that thing only looks about like six foot three, maybe tops, right? Like if it's got like a size 12, that's right. That's a big foot. That's a big well, foot, it's... man. That, that pickaxe is probably 15 inches long. Really? That's how big a pickaxe is? I, I, your ha- imagine I your hand's guess. going on that handle. Yeah. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty intense. Okay. So, you know. Probably, yeah. um, so, right. So never use a pickaxe. So this guy, Eric Shipton, he, um, 
Uh, he took these photos and they've been sub, they've, you know, they've been scrutinized like crazy. And uh, then, so then later, a guy named Peter Byrne reported finding a Yeti footprint in 1948, near, again near the Zimu Glacier while on holiday from Royal Air Force assignment. So he was there. Here's kind of where it gets, uh, and these names you might actually recognize, uh, because I did. Uh, in 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary and um, oh yeah, butter yeah. emails, and Tenzig Norgay, <laughs> who was his, uh, I think that's his Sherpa. So I recognize the I recognize the second guy's name way more than I recognize Sir Edmund Hillary, but I think he's the first person to actually scale Everest. Yeah, so Edmund Hillary is the first person to scale Everest. Yeah, right. So uh, he reported seeing large. They reported seeing large footprints while scaling Everest. Uh, and Hillary would later, later he discounted uh, Yeti reports as unreliable. In his first autobiography, Tenzig said that he believed the Yeti was a large ape, and although he had never seen it himself, his father had seen one twice. So it's that kind of like, that's <laughs> always the case. Well, it wasn't me, but I know a guy. My buddy saw it twice. Right. Uh, here's, the, here's the thing about these, um, these like legends and stuff, right? So like, there's always like, m- when there's multiple accounts like that, that's what makes it like, that's, that's what gives it like credibility. Yeah, plausibility. Right? Like, yeah, plausibility even. So like, one person says it, then like somebody like years later says the same thing. And if they don't know each other, you're like, oh, okay. Well, that adds a little bit of like, uh, you know, this could actually be a thing. This might actually be up there. Right. Um, but but you don't hear people who climb Everest now and survive come back and say, I might have seen an animal. You know what I mean? That right. was kind of, I'd never seen before. Yeah. So that's where it gets a little like squirrely. Well, uh, there are modern day. I because I did look into this. There are modern day. Um, oh, spoiler alert! I didn't yeah. even realize. <laughs> well, that's fine. But they're like, it's interesting to know that. Like, yeah, I agree with you, right? Most people that are scaling Mount Everest aren't like motherfucking yetis everywhere. But there are people <laughs> yeah. that like live places that still hunt yetis, like and claim uh, some success. But her emails. Yeah, but her emails. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Edmund Hillary's emails. Um, Butter emails. That sounds pretty good. Ooh, Butter, tasty. Yeah, yeah, your favorite kind of mails. Um, <laughs> okay, you have to cut that out. No, I will not. Um, <laughs> right, so uh, da, da, da. in 1954, there was a mountaineering leader, a guy named John Angelo Jackson. He made the first trek from Everest to, oh boy, Kachunjunga. Nailed it. Yes. Uh, in yes. the course of which he photographed symbolic paintings of the Yeti um, at a place called Tangboke Gompa, and Jackson tracked and photographed many footprints in the snow, most of which were identifiable. However, there were a large foot. There were many large footprints which he could not be identified. He they he that he did say that they they looked wider than the probably the original footprint because um, wind and blowing pieces of snow uh, across them almost like spread it out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so like flattened out the footprint due to erosion uh, and widening by wind and particles. So there there is this uh, this. There's a purported Yeti scalp. In 1954, the Daily Mail, which I, is a huge newspaper in, in London, I guess. I don't Britain, really know. Yeah. Britain, yeah. Uh, printed an article which described expedition teams obtaining hair sample specimens from an alleged, uh, what it was alleged to be a Yeti scalp in the Pengbok uh, mon- Monastery. The hairs were black to dark brown in color um, in dim light and red, uh, like fox red, in sunlight. The hair was analyzed by Professor Woodrick Frederick, I'm sorry, Woodrick, Frederick Wood Jones. He was an expert in human and comparative anatomy. During the study, the hairs were bleached, cut into sections, analyzed microscopically, and they concluded that the hairs were not actually from a scalp, uh, but they also said that they they compared them to a bunch of hairs and were unable to identify them. 
Oh, so they couldn't like pin it on like this is just a human or this is like an orangutan or this is a fox. Yeah, he was he was unable to pinpoint exactly the animal that the hairs were taken from. However, he was convinced the hairs were not of a bear or an anthropoid ape, which I don't I guess that just means one of the larger apes. Mm-hmm. Um, he did okay. say he, he's so okay. So that gives some plausibility until I read the next sentence <laughs> or say the next sentence to you. Uh, he said that the hairs. Uh, were from the shoulder of a coarse-haired hoofed animal. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so like, a, like, what are those things they have everywhere in like Tibet? They're they're yaks or something, right? Like a mountain goat. Yeah, thing. like one of those one of those yeah. yaks or one of those. Well, spoiler alert: the they've done modern testing on it, and that's exactly what it is. Ah, uh, damn it! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So that scalp, it's actually from two different animals sewn together. <laughs> oh come on see like, you know those like listen smart. no when you don't have television and you're like living in the <laughs> thank you adam <laughs> it's like a toupee or something right is that what you're describing here it's like a yeti toupee going guy this going bald never fed me oh if i put these two together <laughs> and then it fell off in the wind and then these guys put it in a display um uh just see like a yeti out there with this huge wheel just like sewing out his stuff. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> Awkward, yeah. And then he does that big foot walk away. Yeah, the, like behind <laughs> The it. slow walk and the look back. Swinging um, arms. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, so now, oh boy, these names, my God. Okay, so there's a guy named Slawomir Rawix. <laughs> Those are two names, first and last. Uh, he had a book sure. called The Long Walk, published in 1956, that he and some others were crossing the Himalayas in the winter of 1940, and their path was blocked for hours by two bipedal animals that were seemingly doing nothing but shuffling around in the snow. <sighs> so there's just, it's just, it goes on and on about a bunch of people trying to do this. But it gets interesting because in 1960, Edmund Hillary mounted an expedition to collect and analyze physical evidence of the Yeti. He sent a supposed Yeti scalp from the monastery for testing. The results indicated it was manufactured skin from a Sarau, which is a goat-like Himalayan antelope. So that's where Edmund Hillary to the rescue solves the mystery scalp. This guy like scaled Mount Everest, but just couldn't leave well enough alone. He's like, I got to find a Yeti too. Like, like, dude, you've done enough. Like, it's fine. You've climbed the tallest mountain. You don't need yeah. to find like a long lost animal too. It's cool. Just just chill. Just chill, man. Um, I'm going to describe the Yeti a little bit. Uh, so essentially, you probably already know what this is. It's kind of Bigfooty, but I'll, I'll describe it anyways. So it's, it's described as an ape-like in build and covered in shaggy hair. The Yeti possesses little beauty and charm. Well, that's uh, opinion. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know? Sounds like somebody's putting some uh, some opinion in these things. I'm, I'm on the Yeti side for sure out of this yeah. entire article. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. He's a bad house guest. Well, yeah. Come on. And they often, like, it, it, like, so, you know, like, humans evolved, their backs, like, straightened out. That's why we stand upright. Like, that's the key difference is the way our hips are shaped, I guess. The way our backs and hips are, are interact. That's kind of the one of the key reasons why we can, and our, obviously our lower legs uh, develop the right way to support our weight and all that stuff. But that's kind of one of the key differences between animals that walk on our knuckles and us is the shape of our hips and spine. But they always depict the Yeti and Bigfoot kind of the same way where it's got the same like ape-like features, but just doesn't have any like doesn't have to believe the anatomy it has. It looks like an ape <laughs> that just walks upright with no physical problems. Oh, OK. Well, good for the ape. He's uh, like well, right on the verge so... of, you know, you know, evolving. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, he's says, a, so, he, so, so he's a human with too much hair. Kind of, but it says so there's some other weird features. So they're, they're apparently large, towering creatures, six feet to ten feet tall, mm-hmm. uh, enormous feet, and long white or gray fur. However, sometimes they're depicted as uh, light brown or reddish hair. And But most sources agree that their humanoid heads slope up to a point. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, and that a terrible Which... stench pervades the air around them. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're which is wonderful which is, sailors. This is basically Harry and the Hendersons, right? Like, like, yeah, like well, that's John, the, John Lithgow wrote this, right? Like, that's what happened here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what you found. Basically, yeah. Oh, damn it, John Lithgow <laughs> article. Um, <laughs> so they apparently the awkward build of the Yeti doesn't really let it. Um, it's not really lend it. It doesn't. It doesn't give the. It doesn't let the animal be fast. It doesn't lend it to speed. But they do have great oh. strength and the ability to travel stealth through the wilderness. Uh, their thick yeah. fur lets them endure the harsh cold. Although, I, is that how that works? Is it just that, or do you have to have body fat too? Body fat would help, more. I would guess. Yeah. Like, isn't that? I don't know. That's I guess what bears I do. They, but then when they, they, eat when they, bu- they eat a bunch, then hibernate, and then they can stay warm. Okay. All right. Yeah, because when they're hibernating, they're not eating. So that's just because they're burning the fat, though. That doesn't keep them from freezing to death. That's just because they're lazy. Oh. Uh. <laughs> lazy bears. <laughs> So apparently, by the way of the weapon, they use large stones, which they can hurl with deadly force, and their clawed limbs. I never picture them with claws, but I guess... Like bears. I guess. Right? Yeah, but they're supposed to be, like, humanoid. Do bears' yeah, there's no claws fingers... In this picture. Okay, so our fingernails are on top of our fingers. Are bears' nails like that, too, or are their fingers just claws? Like, the tips of them just... <laughs> like, is it, like, knuckles no, like, and claws instead of the last bend? No, it comes out of, like, the edge of their, the end of their finger. Like the like tip. Like a cat. Yeah, like okay. That's I guess that's I how think, my dogs it's not like, are. Not too. Long as a cat, but yeah, but but they have pads like, you know what Bears I mean? Do? Like like dog, yeah, like dogs and raccoons, yeah. you know? Yeah, they have like yeah, pads to like get around. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're hands like swap research and destroy flop. bears. I don't yeah. know shit about bears. Who does? <laughs> we should actually, yeah. Who what is who whose hands flop? <laughs> bears when they, when they walk, it's like they're like chubby baby hands where they have like no. You know oh right, yes, I've seen that. It's really amazing. Yes. <laughs> Like they're digging in a dumpster and then they turn around because they find the person filming them and their hands just flop like yeah. that. Yeah, they sound like stupid ass bears. <laughs> Go climb Mount Everest, idiot. Adam Adam goes, what is a bear? <laughs> Alexa's on it. <laughs> um, uh. Wait a second. What the hell is this thing? To- okay. In addition, some Yeti folklore folklore credits them with telepathic abilities. See, now you know what they, they yeah. jumped the fucking what? shark. That's it. That's this, it. No, forget yeah, it. This sounds this sounds like a video game now. That's it. <laughs> oh my god. So they apparently they dwell in the wilds of the Himalaya mountains. They communicate with whistling and ululating sounds. I don't know what that sound is. Is that like ululating? Ululating like that. Just okay. Like I, th- I think that's Fun. what that is. Yeah, can oh, also okay. be confused with wind, but yeah, <laughs> sure. there's that ululating wind. <laughs> the Himalayas are so famous for. <laughs> God, it is windy out here. <laughs> Hold on, I, I'm gonna have to call you back. The wind's going crazy. <laughs> I think Justin made the sound earlier. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I've got uh, about yetis. They're giant snow apes that do the dumbest things ever, and no one's ever seen one ever. Summed up perfectly. Got um, like, so they. I like, oh, 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 I want to. Let me catch up with. Uh, oh, go ahead. What were we saying? I'm sorry. 
I was going to say, I, I like how one of their characteristics is like, um, they're very good at being stealthy and hiding in the woods. Like, well, that's, yeah, that's because you've never fucking seen one. Yeah. yeah so, well, it's I really like, good at, I, yeah. I like hide how they're and like, seek. really good at yeah. like, being stealthy and being, you know, not being able to be seen. They're yeah. massive. They whistle and they <laughs> smell bad. <laughs> It's like, how many senses do you need to catch one of these things? But you'll well, never find one. You'll, no, you'll never see one. Yeah, you'll never, never. see Listen, They're too busy waving is... the planes at the top. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they don't come down. Um, so they, they, so that all, it's so, the stuff that happens in like the 20s, it's easy to dismiss as like people being in the 20s. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no, no knowledge, yeah. no global knowledge, no electricity or what, I don't know when electricity happened. We've always already had this discussion where we don't know when electricity happened. <laughs> should research that <laughs> that could be a whole other podcast like that that could bears. Be. talk about yeah, electricity and bears yeah. get an electric bear and i'm gonna listen i'm tuning in for that one. Oh my um, god forget it yeah so uh but so you know what i mean the, the like it's just this like it's this era of like they believe all sorts of weird stuff like or they, they they know so little about the world so unexplored and the information isn't shared globally like it wasn't like the in the 70s even in the 70s it was still like it felt you know, like that the like TV was kind of a thing then. It was color TV and it and it was like a uh, what am I trying to say? Like there was just this this air of unknown, like everybody was still very ignorant about a lot of the rest of the world. You know, like today I can yeah. get online and Google any other person's thoughts, basically. Or ideas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so the, the when it was back then it was hard to like um it was easy to to believe these things because the information wasn't prevalent to make you go like questioning and like, yeah, right, that's not real. So this, this this research continues to this day. So in the 70s, a guy named Don Williams uh, claimed to have witnessed a creature while scaling uh, Annapurna, which is another famous uh, giant mountain. Uh, yeah. While he was scouting scouting for a campsite, he heard some odd cries. I don't know if they sounded like John, do you? Which his Sherpa guide attributed to the Yeti. The Yeti's call. Uh, that night, he saw a dark shape moving near his camp. The next day, he observed a few human-like footprints in the snow. And that evening, viewed with binoculars, a bipedal ape-like creature for 20 minutes. It apparently searching for food not that far from his camp. That's in 1970. Really? Yeah. Then again, in 83, Himalayan conservationist Daniel C. Taylor and Himalayan natural historian Robert L. Fleming Jr. They led a Yeti expedition. Led a Yeti. Oof. Uh, into Nepal's Barun Valley. Uh, the expedition discovered similar Yeti-like footprints, uh, hominid appearing with both a hallux and bipedal gait. Couldn't tell you what that means. Intriguing... Walks on two feet. Yeah, I know what bipedal gait means, but what is hallux? H-A-L-L-U-X. Oh, I don't know what that And so essentially they, they had large nests and vivid reports from local villagers of two bears. So essentially it's like two bears. <laughs> this guy basically, they're like, it's Yeti. And they're like, idiot, it's a bear. <laughs> um or it's so two they, bears sewn together yeah so they well they called it a tree bear that's the thing oh, is gosh. they called it a tree bear and they found like there was no difference between tree bears and ground bears in that region like they found the, the, an example uh they had a skull yeah bears climb trees yeah yeah okay, yeah well. it's public knowledge <laughs> <laughs> that's a little snippet for next week <laughs> Oh, a preview of the, the Bears, Bears episode. Bears I can't wait. <laughs> so yeah, so essentially they found they they came to this region. They found a skull, the two different skulls, but they realized they were bear skulls. Um, but this continues like that's that's an eighty three. So like they had televisions, they had phones, they had you know radio, they had things. Then then the twenty first century, 
So in 2004, a guy named Henry G, G-E-E, he was the editor of the Journal of Nature, mentioned the Yeti as an example of a legend deserving further study. Why the person that is the editor of the Nature Journal would do that, mm. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, so essentially his his statement was the discovery of Homo florient, flori, flor, uh, florescinesis survived yeah. until so recently. Uh, boy, I can't say that shit at all. Um, <laughs> But it right, so it fifty thousand years ago it was still around. That's the whole point. Is it still existed fifty this this um you know precursor to man. It was the it was the Hobbit. You've seen probably seen the skeletons, like the Hobbit man, the Flores man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. <clears throat> my um, my pro- my problem is like how is it so it's still alive, so it has to be mating with something, right? There other, has to be more than one, right? <laughs> with a bird. <laughs> so 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 like so there has to Poor be bird. two of them. And, but I think the legend goes like there's like there's just the one and it's still no, up there. No, I don't think that's the. I think it's I, no. No, I don't think so. That's I mean that's Loch Ness's story, but I don't think yeah. there's. I don't think the idea is that there is a Bigfoot. There's a oh, there's okay. an animal called Bigfoot, that is like and a species. More than one. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the same idea with Yetis too. I mean, they just they think it's a species of animal we haven't discovered. Yeah. But like, so you know, it's it's like it's an Adam and Eve situation though, like. How many if, – if there's enough out there for them to breed and keep breeding so people throughout generations keep seeing them, like there has to be enough for people to just be able to spot one every now and then and for it to be like, oh, there it is. There's the one we've been looking for. Well, so right? here's – so in 2000 – so what they find is evidence of them, right? So in 2004, uh, the guy said that they should – since we found that these this uh, Flores man uh, was alive until very recently, which 50,000 years ago in the, scale, in, the, in the scale of time of the existence of this planet – is pretty pretty Small. recent, right? Yeah. In 2007, a television a person from American Television named Joshua Gates uh, and his team Destination Truth uh, reported <laughs> <laughs> stupid reported finding a series of footprints in the Everest region of Nepal resembling the uh, Yeti footprints. Uh, they measured 13 inches in length with five toes that measured a total of 25 centimeters or 10 inches across. Casts were made of the prints for further research. Uh, so essentially they made casts of the footprints and then uh, they were examined by a guy named Jeffrey Meldrum of, uh, of Idaho State University who believed them to be too morph- morphologically accurate to be fake or man-made. So essentially he said these are real. That's, I think okay. that was the problem. That's what I was having trouble understanding. But he then later changed his mind after making further investigations. And later in 2009, the TV host made another investigation during which he discovered hair samples and a forensic ana- analyst concluded that the hair contained an unknown DNA sequence. That's in yeah. 2007, 2009. <sighs> so I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's uh, what happens in science when you have to, you have to like um, multiple people have to build a repeat your experiment for it to be considered true. Right. Yeah. And yeah. DNA evidence isn't exactly, I mean, it's, it's good, but there, it's not like it's, it's unheard of that there's unmatching DNA they can find. And then there's also duplicate DNA from certain people. That's why DNA evidence isn't always, the direct link. Yep. Uh, criminals, things like that. It's like near definitive, but it's not quite 100% definitive. So, Adam, are you saying the Yeti might not be real at all? Uh, listen, I'm not going to throw <laughs> any shade at the Yeti, but I, I like to imagine they're all up there just having a good old time, just having a sewing party yeah. with all the bodies and corpses that are frozen people up on the mountainside. <laughs> just just riding them around like sleds. <laughs> yeah. Sew them together, make one big sled. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, in 2008, the BBC reported that the hairs collected in, uh, various places 
they initially they tested they were inconclusive, but then they again found out that that it was a Himalayan goral, the hoof-like antelope thing or whatever. But in like 2011, which is not that long ago, uh, a yeti was reportedly captured in Russia. No. Initially, the story claimed that a hunter reported having seen a bear-like creature trying to kill one of his sheep, but after he fired his guns, the creature ran into the forest on two legs. The story then claimed that Border Patrol soldiers captured a hairy two-legged female creature similar to a gorilla <laughs> that ate meat and vegetation. Uh, so, basically a Russian woman. <laughs> Bro. Bro. <laughs> uh, this was later revealed to be a hoax. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I shouldn't have um, said that because mo- most of our Facebook fans are Russian women. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, That may be true. They're not going to like that. Um, no. Well, but like that kind of, you know. Um, so yeah. possible explanations. Essentially bears, right? Everything's a bear. It's all bears. It's all the way bears all the way bears. up. Bears yeah, all day. Yeah. Yeah. All days bears, all night nights bears. Bears nonstop bears. Yeah. And the goat <laughs> thing. <laughs> right. Uh, so some of the things that you've probably seen in popular culture. Uh, it's the Yeti, the Bumble from the, the 1964 Christmas special, Rudolph. Uh, it's been a couple different video games. It's in... Uh, uh, it was an animatronic thing in... Uh, you've just seen it all over. It's it's like a known... The Abominable Snowman. You know what it is. It may not be very like popular. And they're actually making an anime... Like a 3D animated thing called Small Feet. I just saw a trailer for it not too recently. Or not too far back. Where it's the story from the snowman's perspective of discovering man. So they find these people mm-hmm. and they call them Small Feet because they have small feet. Oh. Hmm. Clever. I oh, don't that's, think that's... I would see it. It looks like kind of CG schlock, but... <laughs> You know, sounds charming. Yes. All right. So that's what oh, I got. <laughs> Did I blow your? Are you guys' stock still on? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I just like uh. So uh, well, I guess the interest most interesting interesting part is that I, I always knew there was like a yeti, a sasquatch, a bigfoot, and it's all just the same thing, but all from different regions. Is that right? Like it's basically the same creature, but I mean, this one lives in Bhutan. Uh, bigfoot lives like in the northwest somewhere. Uh. You know, the Sasquatch is uh, an urban dweller in New York City. Saskatchewan. I, I'm not really even sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it's um, I don't I don't know if they're like technically like if people consider I mean, they're all very similar, right? They're like a big humanoid. But yeah, are yeah. they supposed to be the same like mm-hmm. animal in different places? I guess I don't know. Does the missing link fall in the same category? Kind of. And some people um, they they also some people say they might be present day specimens of the extinct ape gigantopithecus which is like oh, yeah. a giant okay. a giant ape so like uh although most scientists actually believe giant uh gigantopithecus to actually be quadru- uh, four-legged mm. so, so yeah uh, uh so <sighs> so the assertion is that essentially this thing like um is somewhere in between the evolutionary uh you know the evolutionary bar you know where it shows like you know the slope back and then it goes up into like a straight human back so like this is somewhere in the middle right and somehow it escaped evolution I'm and not sure like that still... it's supposed to be between us and people. Like I think it are us and, and and previous ancestors. I think it might be a branch off, right? Like mm-hmm. are monkeys supposed to be in that chain somewhere? Yeah, the beginning. Okay. Yeah, they're Maybe they're so. at the beginning. But why are they? But then the, the dumb question that every person who hates evolution says why is like, they're still well, monkeys? if we if we evolve from monkeys, how come there's still monkeys and there's still us? And you know that's just dumb. So, but uh, <laughs> well, how come there's yeah. nobody in between? Really, it was really the... Like there's only yeah. like these hunchback like weird people. Maybe they're up in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> that's where they belong. <laughs> Why aren't there? Right? What happened? Like, did we? I've seen X Men. Um, 
So. Go on. Yeah, let's hear it. Obviously, there's some kind of mutational shift that happened. Oh. Next thing you know, there's people. We just skip past that part because we evolved so quickly. <laughs> there you go. End of oh. story. Yeah. Well. All right. So, gentlemen. Watch X. The Yeti. Professor Yeti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tune in Yet- next time Yetarine. to talk about X-Men bears and electricity. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a real interesting episode. All right. Uh, who wants to go you're, next? You're welcome. Uh, I'll do it. Yes. All right. I'm excited. Ooh, ooh, me. Okay. Jumping from Yetis, we will be diving into the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil. The Devil of New Jersey. Hey, you wait, forget about it, you know? Yeah, come on down to hell or whatever. (laughs) That's the the Jersey Devil. The accent created by the Jersey Devil. Yeah. (laughs) Most people don't know that, yeah. Most people don't know that. It's a fun fact. What what do you guys know about the Jersey Devil? He lives, um, he lives... (laughs) He's in, in a jersey, I swear to God. <laughs> he's into gambling because that's mm-hmm. legal there. Mm-hmm. Um, he Pacific lives in City. the Pine Barrens. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, he's probably he probably makes a, a screeching sound. He probably has wings like bat wings, like where like the hands go out to the end, and there's like little veins that reach up to it, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to assume he was birthed from. <laughs> Shut he the was, fuck up. He was birthed from one of Donald Trump's first wives. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, from, he's from that area, too. So It's the other I way around. It, and the Jersey Devil is the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. Yeah, yeah right. Justin? Um, I think that the, the, what, I, what I know a little bit of is it obviously from New Jersey. And it's got, yeah, it's like a little... Uh, like hooved creature, I think that has wings and leathery skin and kind of looks like a typical devil, but like really skinny looking. Mm-hmm. I don't know much beyond okay. that, but like, I don't know how it started. I don't know any of that stuff. So, okay. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, descriptive wise, just to get a mental image going kangaroo, like or wyvern like creature with the head of a goat, leathery bat wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, cloven mm-hmm. hooves, and a forked tail. They're not small. They're nice. It's cute. <laughs> Moves pretty quickly. It can fly, obviously, because it has wings, and it has a blood curdling scream. You Naturally. don't say. Yeah, huh, that sounds so familiar. So, sounds really close. It doesn't sound like the wind, as far as I could tell. Who knows? This is New Jersey. Well, <laughs> it's New Jersey. Somebody close the window. It's, I keep hearing that blood curdling scream outside. <laughs> <laughs> so Meanwhile, in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, cut to. <laughs> Um, so, the Jersey Devil. There are two common explanations behind the creation of it, or the myths behind it. I will mm-hmm. go over the, kind of the longer, more quote-unquote dry one that is more residing in fact, and then afterwards I'll tell the cooler one, which happens <laughs> to be shorter. <laughs> we'll do the real one first, and then the fake fun one next. Because <laughs> <laughs> the fake fun one is just, is a, is, is, it's fake and it's fun. Um yeah, so, it, this is it. So prior to the 1900s, there there wasn't a whole, whole to talk about the Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil came into being when uh, there were there was a family, supposedly named the the Leeds family. Oh, they called the Leeds Devil sometimes. The Leeds Devil sometimes too. Yes, correct. There was a woman named Mother Leeds who was called was actually Deborah Leeds who was a real person. She had a husband named Jaffet Leeds, and they had a bunch of kids. Realistically, they had about nine from what, uh, but people say it may be as much as 12. Jesus. 
It's Why a lot wasn't of kids. it 13? <laughs> 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 it was the third. It yeah, was the third kid, theoretically. Oh, oh wait, really? Right? In the other story. In the other story. Oh, well, that the is real cool. Story, cool. Um, I know. Unlucky number <laughs> nine. <laughs> the lucky number nine. So it takes place in, in Atlanta County, New Jersey, in a place called now called Leeds Point, named after the family. However, back in the day, this is during when America is first starting, and there were a bunch of different people. There were a bunch of Quakers in the area. There were a bunch of people that were there that were still loyal to the British. Some of them were opposed to that. So this guy, Jeffett Leeds, was a kind of a thinker in that time, like a Renaissance man type of person. He, he believed in astronomy and or astrology, which I never know the difference between the two, so don't ask me. So <laughs> Astronomy he, is actually studying the stars. Astrology is where you think you can predict the future based on what month you were born in the moon. Yeah, he believed in both of those. Yeah. He believed in both of those. Ologies are so, fake things. Yeah. No, that's oh, not true. Okay, Biology cool. is a real thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so I just made that up. <laughs> I can't believe I I can't believe I didn't catch that when you first said it too. <laughs> Ology means fake. Like uh, not you both were going to live the rest I, of I your life being like, yes, so, okay. Yeah, so bi- biology's fake. Yeah, here's my methodology. I always suspected. Well, that's some bullshit right there. <laughs> yeah, methodomony. I'm I'm. Fucking hard to say. Method. I don't want to. On me. I want a Jersey Devil to swoop you guys away right now. <laughs> I got the Jersey Devil on me. <laughs> so during that time, this family, this fun? guy, this guy started like he started okay. talking to his fellow Quakers. He was a Quaker at the time. He yo, basically up, he said, "Yo, <laughs> yo, give me some of that Quake." Yeah. He went over to them and he said, "Over a bowl Listen, of Listen, I'm going to publish. He's, yeah, he's, he said, "I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to write this almanac about." The stars and a bunch of other stuff, a bunch of cool things, a bunch of things that weather patterns and farming things and this and that that we're good at. He wrote it. He gave it to him, showed it to him. Quakers were like, what's this astronomy, astrology bull crap? We don't believe in that stuff. That's some pagan crap. That's some pagan bullshit. That's some pagan (laughs) bullshit. And he goes, what? And they were like, get out. (laughs) Right. This is, yeah, this is is a modern retelling. So there's a record scratch somewhere in that. When they when they opened the book and <laughs> <laughs> the music st- the old music stopped. <laughs> so what 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 year is this or yearish range? This is in the late 1600s, early 1700s, when he was. When did Galileo stuff. happen? When oh, did God. when is before the that. before that? Okay, yeah. I'm trying to figure out when yeah. is when did they determine the Earth wasn't the center of the universe. Stop trying to make Galileo happen. It's never going to happen, Justin. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. Listen. All right, it's a fetch. Um, During late uh, 1600s, early 1700s, this is like a big thing where there's religion clashing with all these other pseudosciences, right? So this guy's bringing in astrology, which is pagan in their eyes. They said, I don't want to deal with that crap. Get out of here. This is not going to be deemed a, pay- or a, a Quaker book. He said, all right, screw it. I'm going to go publish it myself. So we began doing that and putting it out there for people to read to some acclaim. People knew who he was. However, he, he had some ties still to the British royal government of New Jersey. They didn't really like the Quaker community. And so he was kind of caught in the middle. So people kind of dismissed him as being kind of evil if he were on the side that was against kind of the British uh, initially, which a lot of Quakers were. Down the road a little bit further in the early 1700s, around 1716, I mean, Daniel Leeds uh, had a son named Titan, which is a bold name for... That's a cool-ass name. Somebody yeah. who writes all the necks. Yeah. yeah. 
Here you go. Your name is Titan. You're, You're getting beat book. up a bunch. <laughs> you dead right Almanax? Get him. Oh, Titan, how huh? you think you're better than me? Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> it's a very Jersey accent. What yeah. are the screens? What's um, the dad's name again? Jeff uh, FFA? Yeah, it's Jeff FFA. What is his name? <laughs> Jeff Fett. <laughs> oh, I was close. <laughs> it's close to Jafar. So. God. Oh, um, true. Yeah. yeah so, eyebrows. So they, they, pop out a, they pop out a kid. This is one of the other kids. This is not... This is I don't know which of the of the bajillion kids they had. It's this is one of the middle kid. kids. Who cares? Titan. Okay. Right. He's jacked. Yeah, he's jacked. It's out of the all downhill from there. I mean, first kid Titan. Every other kid's a failure. Yeah. Other the kids don't know what to do. He's just like you're. You took my book. Everyone else. I don't know. Find something else to do. Sweep. Sweep the lawn. Look at the so stars. around this time, Ben Franklin began writing Poor Richard's Almanac, which is a, became very popular later on. In the same vein, it had a lot of stuff regarding weather patterns, harming patterns puzzles, math problems. It was like the Reader's Digest at the time. <laughs> so it gave people, people something to read every couple like of months. Picture and find. Like, yeah, there's a picture find in there. Oh, man, this, when you had the picture by picture and you had to figure out the differences. Oh, my yeah. God. That's not Reader's Favorite. Digest, is it? Are we thinking of two different things? That's, that's highlights. That highlights. It's, hi- it's highlights, Adam, yeah. And by the way, Adam, Adam ju- uh, I am gallant and you're goofus for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? All right, sorry to, sorry to interrupt, uh, but Highlights was the jam, that's true. Yeah, it was the jam. He created Highlights. Is Highlights basically Reader's Digest for kids? Right? Like both those magazines were sitting at doctor's yeah. offices when you were a kid, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess it is. Yeah, it is huh. kind of for kids. I mean, yeah, well, Highlights and was Franklin, for kids, but... He did everything. That, that and Zoo Books. What were Zoo Books? You didn't get Zoo Books? I, well, I don't know. R- refresh my mind what they are. Hey, you got like you got a new one each month, and it was all about a certain type of species of animal. Like this one's all about big cats. This one's all and about so. Like, sharks. is that the one where you turn the pages and it would have like here's it with all like its muscles removed? Yeah, yeah, you see that. Oh, like, I, I used to have those. Yeah, yeah, I got zoo books all the time. Yeah, it'd be like a saber tooth tiger, and you would turn like a page, and it would be like here's all its musculature, and then you turn a page, and it'd be like yeah. here's its diet and its hunting patterns. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, here's okay, a yeti. Can we get here? Looks like. Those too. Yeah, and here's the goat that <laughs> it really got is. around. Yeah. All right. So Ben Franklin, he was making zoo books. Yeah, Ben Frank. He was making zoo books. There was some competition between them because both make an almanac. And he's like, hey, get out of my almanac space, Ben. Yeah, they were having an and almanac t- off. They're, they're having an almanac <laughs> off. And Titan basically <laughs> said, yo, back off. And Ben Ben put on his glasses and he turned to Titan half, and he half said. Half moon spectacles, I believe. Yes. yes yeah, half moon spectacles. Yeah, sorry. They're tinted. Mm-hmm. And he looked over and he goes, yo, this is my space too. And he says, all right, guess what? Your book has a bunch of astronomy, astrology. I don't know the difference between the two. He actually said that. And then it's like, Quote Ben Franklin. He's like, don't mess this. He's like, yeah. I, I, and he goes, yeah, that's true. Ben goes, well, guess what? I'm going to use your science against you, and I'm going to predict, predict your death, Titan, the sun. I'm going to predict and your he death? Threw a hissy fit. Wait, that's what he Ben Franklin said? Yeah, Ben Franklin. God damn, that dude's a savage. He put, yeah, yeah, he puts the shades yeah. down and puts the shades back up again, yeah. too, right? He has their half-moon spectacles, but it's the kind that, like, has the hinged sunglasses on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, doesn't Ben he gets, Franklin, he invented the bifocals, right? Correct. Yeah, he invented everything. Zoo books? So, yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> so Did he invent anything that started with an A? So then we could be, like, from A to Zoo Abacus, books. Abacus, I'm sure. <laughs> no, that's Chinese people. Come on. Abacus. That he invented bifocals, so we have from B to Z. <laughs> <Is>. <laughs> he was busy for sure i was gonna say he has so, invented 
electricity, but that's not an A. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Titan goes, what? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to predict your death. Hmm. And Titan called him a fool and a liar and all sorts of whatever the crap people used back then that was actually like, you know, derogatory, whatever. Yeah. So he did that. And then shortly thereafter, when the, the date passed after the predicted death of Titan leads, a Titan responds back and goes, hey, I'm not dead now. So now what's up? And Ben goes, yeah, you are. You die when I told you that you were going to die. You're now a ghost. <laughs> so he was like, I'm not a ghost. And Ben was like, yeah, you are. And this all happened like in the face. <laughs> This and is how you. This is how like kids argue when they're when yes. they're really you know, like my my dad can beat up your dad type of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you yeah, remember you are- there was there was a um, political candidate that was accused of being a witch? Yes. <laughs> like in like two thousand <laughs> not eight the uh, twelve yeah, and she had a commercial where her opening to the commercial was I'm not a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that commercial. Uh, I don't remember her name, but oh my god! If you're starting with I'm not a ghost. You're yeah, not going to win. You're already, yeah. you're already done. You lost, which is why Ben, <laughs> all these people now that are on Poor Richard's Almanac, not, you know, Derp Derp's Astrology slash Astronomy Tower, whatever the heck it was called. Which he has so, no difference between. Yeah, so he, he wins the graphic of this argument. He gets like a lot of popularity. So basically people are saying that it's blasphemous, it's a cultist, and they're saying there's a ghost now out there. They're just believing Ben, and they're kind of, you know, going along with it. So this may be this ghost-like figure so years down the road, he's still alive, and they're still calling him a ghost, right? He's still calling him ghost, <laughs> which is which is so great. That's it's so seventeen hundreds. Yeah. It's so seventeen. It's it's so Ben. Steve um, <laughs> Franks was a badass. Yeah, he really was. Yeah he he made Ben's rice too. I don't know if you knew that. No, um, that's and so, zoo books. <laughs> I can't believe the zoo books thing. That really striking. That's why they called it the lead level at one point, and the ghost part of it kind of came up about that. So there's some kind of weird stuff going on with that. So during 1700s as well, a little bit after that, also during the publication of this book from the Leeds family, on the front of the book, they begin publishing their family crest on it to kind of give it some kind of merit or something. But it's like this dragon-like creature um, that, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a wyvern that has bat-winged dragon-like uh, cre- uh, I don't know appendages and clawed feet on it, right? So okay, some of this rings true to that there's a ghost figure character who is not actually really a ghost until he actually dies many years later Spoiler there's a family crest that has this weird dragon thing with claws on it and there's just a bunch of things together that over the years may be compounded into something hmm. so people think that a lot of that kind of comes together later on and then there's this so what is beast. the what does the ghost have to do with the jersey devil so they called at the time they called the the Leeds ghost, or a.k.a. Titan, who became a enemy of the people based on Benjamin Franklin. He became uh, like an evil okay. entity. So the whole the whole family. So the, is, mm. is the Jersey Devil Titan's kid or his father's child? He's Titan's brother. So there's two different interpretations. So the first one, the one that I just kind of explained to you with a bunch of kids and Titans there, the devil is an, a creation of the this ghost-like Titan and the family crest, and all of the hatred towards the family. It's this yeah. mythical creation that right. doesn't really pop out of a kid. It's just a, a, a figment um, of the family. Oh, oh, oh. So oh it's, I see. It's created kind of later down the road where people are like, oh, this leads people. Like a manifestation. Crazy. It just, it, Correct. It, it, it was a manifestation. Create. That's a good word. Okay. Word. Yeah. So okay. this first iteration that's very literal is, is interesting because Ben Franklin's really cool. Real quick. And 
we have you ever seen like the official picture of Ben Franken? He looks like he's waiting for you to. Are, are you done yet? Every time I see his picture, I think he looks just completely fed up with whatever's happening. Yeah, it's like uh, his. He's a. He's like a middle aged mom, and the kid is just fucking losing its shit at a restaurant, and he's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not gonna beat the shit up yes, now, but, but anyway, oh, so you're now. You're no longer yeah. Johnny. You're now Ghost. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not a ghost. Yeah, you are. You're dead. You died when I said you died. You're a ghost now. <laughs> Mom! Don't <laughs> make me hang you, hang you to a kite. Yeah. So oh, that's the first story. Second story, which is a little more entertaining. So it's like the first though. version. It's the same creature, though. Same same creature. Two different iterations. Two different uh, ways that you can think about how it originated. The second okay. one is the 13th child one, like you mentioned before. So there is a Jersey Devil that originated in the Pine Barrens, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, too. These both originated in the Pine Barrens, which is a location in southern Jersey that was renowned for the people that lived there because they're kind of outcast from society. It was a very cheap place to live back in the day. A, a lot of them were like caught for stealing or for, you know, some weird things that they didn't have like jails for. So wait, say that again? They were badass. Well, but so it's like America's Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Jersey. Okay. Well, ouch. So, ouch. Yeah. The woods uh, of New Jersey. What okay. happens in New Jersey? What do you mean crimes they didn't have jails for? Like, isn't well, a jail good for any that. crime? Well, this is during the times, too. When you got in jail, of... convicted of burning down jails, and you put him in there, and you're like, ha ah. <laughs> oh, oh, bad move. Bad move. We fucked up the justice system. He's just going to flourish in there. I'm fairly certain that early 1700s, there's not a whole ton of jails, even on the East Coast, right? I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, they probably sure, have more right. people stealing and more criminals than they can deal with. So a lot of these people, maybe even a lot of people that get out of jail, too. It's just it's known to be kind of a shady area. Got it's it. going to be a, sh- a spot where a lot of people go down there and hang out there and build their own houses and live off the grid a little. Well, shady because of all the pine trees. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, I love that he got, got he him. was like totally I got him <laughs> <laughs> he's like I spent hours oh, researching this shit <laughs> I've been compiling this information and you're just months. sitting there trolling him you <sighs> well done you shit. Uh, listen uh, we try to get each other constantly I think that might be the first time we, you le- we legitimately trip somebody up <laughs> Oh, whatever. You can just call That's me amazing. the Jersey Devil now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of your blood-curdling scream. Blood curdling yeah. scream. All right, so, so but I'm they, sorry. They, there's pine robbers there. They're called the pine robbers, which is not a really scary name, right? It's just no. a weird, shady area. They sell a bunch Are of weird stuff. Stealing pine trees? They sell moss, fish, other food off the land, and pine cones. So <laughs> it's, it's. There's a local <laughs> birdhouse making conglomerate that they're buying all the pine cones. Yeah, they're a mix between like Keebler elves and squirrels, basically. Peanut butter on it, you roll it in bird seed. What do you what do you use a pine cone for? Like is there any real use for a pine cone? For more pines. They hold the seeds. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah. once they fall though, I don't think they do anymore. What's the I don't I mean I wouldn't even know what to use it for. Throw in shade. I guess. <laughs> in like twelve years. Pine cone. I, I have no Anyways, idea what yeah, so, okay. use for whatever you put them on your house when it's Christmas time. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so this other story, right? This is in the same location. It eventually becomes known to be Leeds Point, but there is a woman named Jane Leeds, supposedly Mother Leeds, just just like the story mm-hmm. during Leeds. the 1700s as well. 
1735, technically, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy, dark night while her cool. friends gathered around her. What else is there to do down here in old Shady Pine yeah. Barrens besides watch a live birthing? Yeah, well, they don't have television yet. Yeah, they don't have TV yet. Some of them are probably like, how does this work again? So they, she had a baby. It was it was born normal. The 13th ah. child. The 13th child. This is the 13th child. Which is, I'm assuming there's 12 kids watching, too, from all different like heights and age oh, ranges just watching so, this baby. So awkward. Yeah. Very Titan, strange. Titan's yeah. number one kid. Is that the story? Is Titan in the story at all? Titan is not in this. This is like the mythological one that doesn't have a Titan in it. But maybe this is Titan. Who knows? Okay, right. I got it. Oh, Stormy so night. the facts are a little fuzzy. I guess that's what you're telling me. <laughs> Correct. So okay. baby gets birth. Looks normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as it pops out and like they're handling it, it turns into a creature that has hooves and a goat's head pops out. Jesus Christ. And it sprouts mm-hmm. bat-, bat wings. The tail like lashes out of its backside. It like growls and screams. I'm assuming it, yeah, I'm assuming it just, just snaps off the umbilical cord, just like gnaws it off. Yep. And whips the doctor out. with the t- tail, the yep. midwife. Slapping around. Every kid just gets slapped mm-hmm. in the face down the line. It does like a <laughs> all the way Titan's yeah. last to get slapped. Oh, there's the no mi- Titan. The midwife. <laughs> that is tight. Yeah, the midwife who's there as well apparently gets slashed and oh. gets murdered. Just gets like, I don't know, slashed in the throat, I guess. By a tail or a claw. Well, the end of the tail is obviously—it's obviously like a point, right? Like, yeah, everybody knows that. Devil, yeah, it looks like an arrow, right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's an arrow. Yeah, it's like the um the tail of the alien queen in Aliens. Yes, Mm -hmm. get away from her, you bitch! You bitch! Sorry, (laughs) the tail of two cities, but so it kills the (laughs) midwife, and then it flies up the chimney and it heads out into the pines, like a reverse Santa Claus. It's a reverse. Yeah, it's Krampus, the original Krampus. So what's wrong? People I got Krampus. That... I got. <laughs> the oh, kids man. were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> hey, hey, my wife gets Krampus one time a month. Hey, hey, away, away. <laughs> that, uh, culturally sensitive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I- I'm sorry, wife person. Yes. <laughs> It. It's fine. Forget about it. The husband says as he flies out. Hey, forget about it. I think it sets one less mouth to feed. <laughs> yeah. uh, just uh, on the floor. Yeah. Uh, what do we do with the body? Uh, so, mother. So she send it to Everest. Now- <laughs> that makes sense it's like a 783 mountain climbers one midwife what the fuck is going on in this mountain it's, thaws out nobody knows what a, the fuck mountain's a fucking murderer <laughs> alright so it flies out the she, chimney it flies out the chimney it takes off into the distance uh, the rain, I'm assuming, just purging it of all of its all its grossness, and now it's out there living alone among the pines. It's disgusting. She is now claimed to be a witch, um, and people oh, yeah. claim that the the father, Jafet, I'm assuming, it doesn't say his name because it doesn't really indicate who who it is here. But I'm Got under it. the same assumption if it's the same family, uh, was the devil himself. Ooh, ah, so it was like the devil. So devil he like was like, you know what? We're gonna get the 13 kids just so I can have a little fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The other 12 are fine, though, from the devil? I don't know. Yeah, well, hey, man. I always assumed the devil was in Georgia. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, well based on the yeah. Or the, the news, details. Mm-hmm. That's all it I turns got. Turns out, yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. There are some different tales of it where there are attempts of local clergymen to exorcise the demon from the barons, or that the creature proceeded to kill local kids and dogs and stuff. But to wrap it up, so that's that's kind of the, the more interesting one. There are different tales of sightings over the years, which I'm not going to go uh, into too much depth with. But there was a quote down here in a newspaper in 1859 from somebody talking about the Jersey Devil. So okay. years later, here's the quote. <clears throat> Yeah, it's here. Whenever, whenever he went near it, it would uh, give a most unearthly yell that frightened the dog. It mm. whipped at every dog in the place. <laughs> Perfect. That, Theater that of the mind over here. here. Yeah. Wow, it's all coming together. That thing, said the colonel, is not a bird nor an animal, but it's the Leeds devil, according to description and it was born over in Evesham, Burlington County, a hundred years ago. <laughs> There's no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible critter myself, but That's I can remember critter. well when it was roaming around in Evesham 50 years ago, and when it was hunted by men and dogs and shot at by the best marksmen there were in all South Jersey. There's probably a lot. <laughs> but it could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington or in any of the adjoining counties that does not know the Leeds Devil, and it was the bugaboo to frighten children with when I was a boy. Weird. Reliable source, newspaper 1859. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the Jersey Devil like reading that newspaper and being like, bugaboo, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he sounds like now all grown yeah. up. Yeah, it's like his teenager. normal voice. Yeah. How can you do that oh, to me? I can't believe I keep getting my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cryptid. I think devil's a little derivative, sir. That was my dad all along. I never knew my father. I'll never kiss a girl. (laughs) Not with that attitude. It's not a great movie we can make here from the point of view of the the devil. Yeah. Um, So that is the story of the Jersey Devil. And people say that it is out there still to this day. And if you look it up online, even in New Jersey, there is a park there at the Pine Barrens that advertises it and there's a lot of uh, people coming in to try to take pictures of it, try to find it, just like Bigfoot, <clears throat> things like that. Try to hear the crazy screams or see it in the trees. Usually it's flying. It doesn't have feet print. Oh, it does have footprints, I'm assuming, but for the most part, people say that it's flying when they see it or they hear it. So, Is, is it something that people like, does it interact with people or people just see it? It flies by and they definitely hear it more than anything. Years ago, there was said there were some kids and or dogs that were either killed and or harassed by it, but I couldn't find any factual evidence of that. I think it's yeah. once again, probably wind blowing through the pines. Yeah, uh, probably likely, ooh. right? Huh. Who knows? Or it's just <laughs> well, actual people getting murdered in the Pine Barrens since it's like the shady part of New Jersey, which that is the, which I is think saying the Pine Barrens. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, yeah, it's saying something in two different ways, but like it's... I think the Pine Barrens is where the mob goes to bury bodies. That's that's kind of what I have in my brain right now, right? That, that's what I've heard, actually. That's where they go to bury bodies. Huh. Really? I guess I don't so, know. Yeah. I, just like, I thought it was just like cinder block shoes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe in Dick Tracy comic books. I don't really know where, what you're going yeah. for there. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't, do they still do cinder block shoes? Like, is that a thing? Yeah, cement shoes. Cement shoes? Yeah. 
Yeah. That, that's still happening? The mob is still around? In your story, <laughs> you're talking about the mob burying bodies and the pine barrens. So, what, yeah. so we're, yeah. we're playing well, pretending what, a world there's a... <laughs> I don't know well, why. I just, pictured, I just pictured them trying to kill people with like tying like pool noodles to their feet instead. <laughs> that might, just it might not dispose the body, but it might kill them. If you couldn't yeah. get your head above water. It might be, it would, it would be really hard to swim with pool noodles in your feet. It would actually. It would, well, yeah. It would, it would, it would be a torturous, embarrassing death, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. how that would work. Death yeah. by pool noodle? Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> that's yeah. not something you're putting on the... Uh, okay, on the I, you know what? I did a little looking, and you're right. I, it, it, the Pine Barrens, the mob favors Pine pine Lands for burials. So apparently so. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but I think it's because the ground is... Like in the winter, like the the ground is difficult to like um, up there when it like during the winter time when the ground freezes, it's tough to dig in the pine barrens. So it's like, also like a, probably a dense part of forest, right? So I mean, like yeah. So it's just it, it's place. it's a huge expanse of land, and it's all mm-hmm. pines and like flat grass and stuff like that. So yeah. Also, I think I've solved a case as to who was buying pine cones. The mob. Due to that's <laughs> <laughs> to grow more pine barrens. Extend this pine forest to be closer yeah, to my house. Yeah, <laughs> huh. So, so like modern people, they do they see this thing? They see the the Jersey Devil like around. Supposedly, there are some sightings over the years, over the past you know hundred years or so, of here and there, or just it's it's kind of Bigfooty where there are kind of images in the mm-hmm. air flying overhead, but they look like big Bigfoot bats. doesn't fly overhead. Oh, they well, look like big bats. Yeah, right. Okay, I can see that. So they've got they, they have like, wings, but do they also have um upper arms? They have like short like T Rex arms. But okay. it, it doesn't. No one ever really says how how large it is. It doesn't have any description about how large it is. Because so I'm imagining it to be you know the size of a person, if not probably half the size between those. Like the two. size of a kangaroo, which is also <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty big. I don't know it's why I use that enough. as units of measure, but they're kind of by picturing it the same. I don't know. Well, yeah, Adam said at like the beginning Australia. that it, it has a kangaroo body, right? Yeah, it, it, it looks kind of like a kangaroo body. Yeah, is this in Australia? What I mean, it's New Jersey's Australia, Australia, so yeah. It's it's yeah. America's America's Australia, which most people think of as Florida. I think, right? This is all coming together. Uh, I don't. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. I guess would be would be our Australia, where we send like prisoners we could, and like you know what we sh- okay. Just sidebar. Another episode we should do one time is just have our episode be on Florida. Oh my god! I'm. What would we talk I'm, about? Yeah. Okay. It could be we'll anything about. weird. Anything weird, unique, or strange in Florida? I got some interesting stuff. I, we could, we should yeah. totally do that. Yeah, more yeah. specifically, like Florida man type stories. Like, no, I mean, I got stuff Florida that's stories. paranormal from Florida too. Okay, anything Florida related. I got okay, some good so stuff. Just, for those of you guys that people that don't know, we are all from Florida. We all yeah, we grew Florida. up in Florida. Yeah, have, yeah. Yes, we have yes, Florida yes. stories. Yes. So, yeah. Well, Adam, how old were you when you when you moved here? Uh, I moved away from Florida or to to Florida. Yeah, yeah. I moved to Florida when I was ten. How about you, John? I was uh, seven going on eight. Okay, yeah. I was, yeah, I was six going on, or I was seven going on eight also. Right. Yeah. I, I moved after stuff. second grade. After second grade, I moved here for third grade. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're allowed to make fun of it. Totally. I just was wondering how long you'd spent here. So, like, most of your, like, formative years were here. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's we America's should totally wiener. do that. What is it? It's America's wiener. What a weird segue. <laughs> Well, we did grow up here. Well, yes, it is America's wiener, Justin. (laughs) Point to Ben Ben Franklin's face right now. So (laughs) (laughs) I just pulled it up. Just that's how I'm feeling right now. (laughs) Ben Franklin's face is always saying, "Come on, son." 
Come on, son. <laughs> like he just Pigeon let out a nose sigh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, since we're talking about Australia, that might be a good segue into my cryptid, actually. Ooh, I like it. Because we Actual are going segue. to we're yeah. <laughs> we are taking a segue to uh the Golden State, um, Australia. Um, cause that, cause they have, they have fake animals everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. a, that is a theme we're noticing here. Uh, we're going, we're going, I swear going, to God, going from about the platypus. I'm going to kill you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well cut the podcast off. I thought it was fake. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we've gone, we've started in, um, exotic New Jersey and, um, and sunny Bhutan. And, but now we're going to Australia, you know, the land down under where toilets flush backwards. And mm-hmm. um, they have their own version of a, of a cryptid now. Okay. Jersey Devil. That sounds a very dramatic story, Adam. We we mm-hmm. really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it's a very scary sounding thing. You know, the Yeti. You know, yeah, Bigfoot. You know, very very. These are all scary things the way you guys describe them. But this is called a bunyip. Um, I will spell <laughs> that. I will spell that for you if you uh, if that wasn't uh, enough. B U N Y I P. Yeah. <laughs> which which when you go to spell it sounds like you're making one of those jokes from when you're a little kid, you know what I mean? Like which spell one? this word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freely or H-E-T-I-C. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. B U N Y I P. That's it why. It sounds I like feel. a it sounds like a a glazed and cinnamon treat. I need it a does sound like, it does kind of sound delicious. Yeah. If you offer me a bunyip, I'm not going to say no, but It also sounds like a me. word backwards. It, it sounds like you're purposely spelling a word backwards. Mhm. That's but a good I, point. What is it? I can really go for a cinnamon bunyip right now. Well, if you say, (laughs) I could go for a backwards bunyip, if you know what I mean. Oh. (laughs) I I don't even know what that means. So (laughs) I think we all know what that means. (laughs) The the reason I kind of find this one interesting. The old backwards bunyip. (laughs) Sorry, I'll Um, shut up. (laughs) Justin, it it prefers bunyip person. Thank you very Mm -hmm, much. So. mm Anyways, so the, what, the reason I found this one kind of interesting is because not only do the Aborigines um, believe in it, and they were the first ones there, right? But also the you know colonizers from like Europe also were like, yeah, bunyip's a fucking thing. So I'm like, okay, you got like two credible sources there. I've never even so, heard of this. The bunyip, yeah, it's it was new to me too, which is you know I'm st- we're learning so much making this podcast. So. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, um, but you know so. So a bunyip, you know, it, it lurks in like swamps and, um, by the way, billabongs. I didn't know oh, what yeah. billabong. Yeah. What, what, is, what is that? A, a billabong. Well, it's the jacket a, from like the 80s. It's, it's a brand. Exactly. Well, yeah, everybody had one in the 90s. Like, it's an oh, Australian yeah. term for a lake. Huh. Yeah. So there you so go. But that's where the bunyip the surfer people out. wore it. Yeah. That makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Pretty standard. Which, why you'd have a jacket and be a surfer at the same time doesn't really make any sense. Or why would you surf a lake? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's called hey, it's Australia, man. Yeah. There's no rules down there. Just right. So, <laughs> so the bunyip. Um, I mean, the what do you guys it. want? Do you guys want like a description of it first? Or yeah, like, yeah describe a little. Describe the. Uh, yeah, what well, is there? Oh, okay, so well, a bunyip is. It it's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a sweet. Uh, it's garlic. Like a, it's a. <laughs> it's a blue and onion type deal. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, so bunyip is actually a. When you translate it from Aborigines, it means devil or evil spirit. So pretty, pretty standard cryptid pretty type lazy. stuff here. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little lazy, but you know, mm-hmm. it's they're Aborigines. There's a reason why they're not here anymore. So um, they're still here. Like, uh, <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, but they're not like they used to be. You know what I mean? They used to just be awesome. So not in their prime. Anymore. No, not their, they're not in their prime anymore. They you know primal. It's a uh, yeah yeah. There you go. Um, but but bunya uh, was probably it became an English word in about the 1840s, and that's actually when most of the like the legends about the bunyip were you know basically came about. Okay. So bunyip, uh, all the pictures that I found of it, each what's weird is each one is different. Like each one looks like a different creature. The most like terrifying one looks like. Basically, it looks like a giant like panther, and it's like inside of, and it's like coming. Its head is coming out of a billabong, and it's got a human in its mouth. Like somebody drew, <laughs> like drew somebody drew a bunny of eating like a the human. Jacket? And, like I like yeah. how you'll never say lake again. <laughs> no, I'll never say lake again. No, it's billabong from here on out. <laughs> hey, um, you guys heading up to the Great Billabongs? You mean the Great Lakes? No, the Great Fucking yeah, Billabong Superior. Oh, he's, he's so deep. Oh man, Billabong, Michigan. What 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 amazes me is that somebody like in 1890 was like, I'm gonna draw what I think a bunyip looks like. It's coming out of like the water, just chewing up like a naked man. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Wait a second, hold on. Why is this guy naked? Uh, I can't tell you, sir. (laughs) Just asking the artist. (laughs) Why is this guy (laughs) naked? They're like, uh. (laughs) Can't answer that. Because the bunyip, the bunyip ate all his clothes. He just draws also, a naked guy in the pond, and he's like, oh, I mean, there's a thing coming out of the water eating him. <laughs> I just came down to a nice day at the yep. billabong. Here's this stupid guy. <laughs> naked in the damn water. So there's a few different, like, descriptions, cause, and they're all different, and they're all, like, drastically different. Like, the first one is, it's just an enormous starfish. Pretty, pretty lazy, like, in pretty lazy... Yes, <laughs> yeah, pretty lazy cryptid. How do you go from honest. starfish to panther? This gets way better, sir. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Keep going. You, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. No, of course, no, it, it's cool. So, like, you know, one of these, like, um, <laughs> there's actually a description here, and it's from one of the like white colonizers that came to Australia and was like, you know, basically taking all the land away from the Aborigines. So here's so here's a description. Here's the common features, and this is in a 19th century newspaper. That's the 1800s for you, Justin. So, 19th century newspaper, dog-like face, okay, could be a dog. Crocodile-like head, okay, don't have any idea what that is anymore. What does that fucking Dark- mean? The alligator's <laughs> whole face is, a head is a face. Because I'm confused, because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. can't have one animal's face I, and a different animal's head. No, Dude, fuck I, you, I, I think we could. Like, unless it's, like, the back of the crocodile's head, and then, like, it becomes the dog's face up to the front, and has, like, the dog's snoot. Like, I don't know, like, that's that's a tough one. Uh, mm. But it, it, but it has dark fur. Oh, and then it has a horse-like tail, which it's just you know that's kind of boring. Um, flippers, of course, because it does live in a billabong. Um, and then it, it has it has walrus. Oh, this part is going to throw you off the whole head face thing again. It has walrus-like tusks or horns. So you have to picture that coming out of a dog's mouth, but with the back yeah. being a crocodile head. So oh, and then and then all of a sudden it has a duck-like bill, and I'm like, all right, come on, you guys have jumped the shark. Like, How this is ridiculous. What part of it looks like a shark? It's a duck-like bill. A duck-like bill. Don't you a, know? <laughs> a duck-like bill on a dog-like face on a crocodile-like head. This is a platypus. It is a platypus. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I, you know what? I'm starting to get I'm starting to get, get in line with that, to be very honest. So yeah. what is the back? So, so okay. I'm Jesus listening. Christ. What is the back mm-hmm. of the, like a crocodile's head, right? It's got a head. And then it's like this long snout. So is it just the head without the snout? Because yeah, most of it's, it's like, the head and face like, is 
Snap. Like you picture the the dog's head, but the eyes instead of being where they normally are on a dog, <clears> they're like up here, like this, right? And then of course the duck bill coming out, and then the walrus teeth coming out of the duck bill. It's all very simple, Justin. So I don't know what what's so hard of, to understand. Yeah, get this. my head out of my ass. What um <laughs> what kind of skin is it supposed to have? Oh, it has fur. Naturally, yes. Water yeah. bearing. Okay. <laughs> it makes sense. Tail. Well, yeah, then what part of its head is crocodile like? Does it have like does the first stop and it's got a crocodile scales, but then dog face? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna assume that's not the best description of this creature. It, it's also Ooh. been called a giant starfish, so yeah. you know. So there's a few others here, uh, so Weird. which I which which I will hit you with. So then there are other descriptions that describe it more of like a big bipedal bird. So like it's got like an emu like head, uh, but then with the characteristics of an Australian cassowary. Um, so and then but then it says like it says the creature's bill. Is, it has like serrated projections, like the is like an the, emu or like an ostrich. Yeah, yeah, but okay. so but the bill of it has like serrated projections, like a stingray, like you know, a stingray's tail yeah. is like the little things and <sighs> tusk. Or is it yes. like a like a <laughs> fish hook, right? So it goes in but won't come out. Cor- correct. Yeah, they're like barbs. You'd yeah, say. barbs. That's right. Um, so so this is a yeah so. And so they call that the they call that the bunyip bird. So, <laughs> which is also some kind of 1960s song or something where you did some weird jazzy dance or something. Yeah, you do the, the, bun- the old bird. bunyip yeah. bird. Yeah. And then you bite each other and you never let go. Yeah, that's yeah, the bird that all the vultures are banging. The bunyip bird. <laughs> got like hoop skirts on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So yeah, Sock and then hopping. they say and they describe they describe its uh, its sound by the way as a oh, low pitched boom. Boom. Which, which, <laughs> sonic which boom. Sonic boom. Yeah, that's what I think. Or like when the shuttle's landing, it goes overhead type thing. So, yeah. So there's that. So, so what but these... What time of like, what uh, year uh, was this kind of discovered, what you're just saying? Like, was it with like airplanes existed, but the Aborigines didn't know it yet? No, no, no. These aren't. These, <laughs> there's no airplanes here. I, I'm about to help you out with history a little bit, Justin. Okay, airplanes right. didn't come till the 20th century. Um, bunyips well, are more this... 19th century. Yeah. I so. see. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it it has all those features and makes a boom sound. Um, so as it would, yes. what I'm as I'm reading through all this stuff, I'm like, okay, well, obviously, like you know, it's either not a real thing, surprise, surprise, or it just has like different people have seen it different ways. There's been lost in translation from like Aborigines to to English and stuff like well, that. So, but you know, that's that's how that goes. Wouldn't you just mm-hmm. okay if I, if I was like. Hey, I saw this thing that had an alligator's head and a dog's face and and a duck bill and tusks. And people were like, I saw the same thing. It was like a bird with two legs. Yes, and it becomes a telephone game at that point. Oh, but like you say, oh, yes, I saw the same thing. They're like, we're fucking talking about two different things, idiot. I said it has a duck bill (laughs) (laughs) and a dog's face. And you're like, right, with two legs and a bird. And I'm like, no, no, no. Question. Were you naked when you were in the water when you saw yes. this thing? Yes. <laughs> Let's go back and recreate the scene. There was a guy painting on the shore of the billabong. <laughs> the actual... <laughs> you were definitely smoking a little billabong that day. For yeah. <laughs> Swinging it's my funny, billet dong. Um, but they still use the word bunyip nowadays, actually. Yeah, like on the back um, of your foot, right? Uh... <laughs> God damn it. That one got me. Uh, I, I, I got lost there for a second. So I got Adam earlier and you got me just now. That was pretty good. Yeah, that, that took me a second. Bunyan. I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But uh, but a bunyip is what they call uh, – is like an insult in Australia. Uh, it's what you say to someone who's like trying to pretend like they're rich and fancy but they aren't really. Uh, I don't know how bunyip. you go – Like a poser? 
Yeah, like a, I guess a poser, yeah, or like a, a bourgeois or something like that. I don't Bunny know. Up sounds cool. Bunny up's good. It's well, yeah. you know, yeah, backwards or forwards. But yeah. like, um, so and a lot of these things, what I'm realizing now is like people found <laughs> people found weird fossils like all Wait, next hold to up, each hold other. Up. Hold up, hold Sorry. up, hold up. Bunny up backwards is peanut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam, I. The level of your maturity astounds. Sorry, just... yeah, you're being a real bunyip <laughs> right now, Adam. Continue <laughs> your actual serious conversation about the duck-faced so, like, dog mouth. Sorry, about your. Ex. I have, I have uh, more descriptions here. Actually, and this oh, is yeah, an account. Oh. Actually, this is an account from like from like like a white dude, like who's like just showed up and is like, oh, these savages down now nothing, and you know, he, but he's yeah. like, then he sees it. You know what I mean? Crikey, yeah. sure. So he, so he still yep. says it has the serrated edges, like the bone of the stingray, right? So he's still like that part he's still cool with. But mm, th- cool. this guy is like, it has the it has it says it unites the characteristics of a bird and an alligator. So it has a, a head, re- essentially. Okay, they I'm said sorry. it has a, he- a head resembling an emu, a, a with alligator a, with a long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so the head head resembling an emu with a long bill, and then at the extremity is a transverse projection on each side. I, I don't know how he's writing this, but like, but so, so that means like something coming out of its back, like at, at the, no, no, this is at the end of the bill. So at the end of the bill is where it has the, like a projection on each side with serrated edges, like the bone of the stingray, like a hammerhead shark, like a hammerhead, but like shark a hammerhead is, sawfish is shark, like sawfish. It's like a hammerhead alligator what? emu is basically what it is. That's it's that's common animal. That everybody knows about simple. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says, and then he says, "Its body." No wonder they sent all the criminals here. This place is stupid. I know. A lot of this Jesus. happens. Like a lot, I, this is funny because, like, when the Europeans first landed in America, like the animals that we had here, they didn't like know what they were looking at. Like right, the, right, those yeah. animals didn't. Yeah, so they were like bringing horses from Europe, and there's no horses in America at the time. Horses really? aren't native to America. Yeah, horses aren't native to America. So. Um, yeah, so they like when they showed up, they saw these animals and they were like, What the fuck is this? And then they just like named it something like Bunyip, and that was that. So, white people are mean, man. So, like, <laughs> it's true. So, so this uh, continual um, uh, characteristics here. So, so it's got the bill, head of an emu, got some sort of bony edges that come out of the, the bill on the very end, mm-hmm. but it has the body and legs are, ha- are like an alligator. So, What's interesting is that this description is like matches a little bit the other description. So, but it's coming from a totally different source, totally different person, totally different culture, actually. Mm-hmm. So, says the hind legs are remarkably thick and strong. Uh, the forelegs are much longer, but still have great strength. Um, the extremities, of course, have long claws. Oh, and then he goes on to say, uh, but the blacks say its usual method of killing its prey is by hugging it to death. This, okay, so. <laughs> Are there alligators or crocodiles it, in Australia's lakes? Or I'm sorry, there's Billabong? literally a place called Crocodile Hunter. Like there's a yeah, guy named Crocodile Hunter. Yeah. Yes, of course. Okay, okay, just making sure because I know there's a lot tons of them in South America crocodiles. We have alligators in Florida, obviously. Yep. And I know the Crocodile Hunter is there, but I didn't know if he like was in Australia doing that or if he was just an Australian that went to travel and just loved. He was hunting them somewhere else. Yeah. This yeah. sounds like a cro- big ass crocodile. Really? It just sounds it, it sounds like a deformed crocodile of some sort. Yeah. They said Maybe. when it's in the water it swims like a frog and then when it's on it well they said when it goes on shore it walks on its hind legs with its head erect. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, so it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's but it would be weird if you were like hey 
Look at that crocodile. It looks just like it has the back of a crocodile head and a dog face. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> like you, you obviously know what a crocodile looks like. Why are you putting a dog face on it? Uh... So it's like at the back of a crocodile's head and the front of a crocodile's head. You <laughs> fucking like, idiot. Like crocodile legs? <laughs> it's kind of got crocodile back legs, crocodile tail, four legs. Yeah, yeah, crocodile. It's like bear, bear arms, but like crocodile arms instead. But it's got... <laughs> But it's got a horsetail. It might have been a crocodile tail, but I think it's a horsetail. We call it a bunyip. <laughs> that Australian, that Australian yeah. dog looks just like a crocodile. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird leathery dog. <laughs> what are you doing here? I was oh, you saw a leathery dog? Yeah, I saw one just like it. It was like a bird with two legs. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a cassowary. Call it a bunyip and let's, let's be on our way. Yeah, call it a day. Um, yeah, so so it stands like 12 or 13 feet in height all of a sudden. That gets added on. So there you go. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, then people find like skulls. And, and the thing about skulls is like you find one and you don't know what it is at first, right? So mm-hmm. and it, it could also be like weathered. It could be like, you know, all this stuff could have happened to it. So but you sure. think it's like an intact skull and you're like, well, I don't know. what I've never seen this animal before. Must be the bunyip. You know what I mean? They just yeah. kind of like jump to all these conclusions which is you know obviously um you know that happens throughout all of our uh, all of our cryptid, cryptid stories yeah. basically so yeah so yeah but there is a skull basically at an, uh, an australian museum and it's supposed to be that of a bunyip uh but you can't say in... it looks like everything you i mean there's can't. too many it's like they must be if okay if you saw a giraffe and you were like i saw this horse and it had a super crazy long neck People be like, okay, you're nuts. <laughs> but then the next person that described, like, independently described the same thing, you'd be like, okay, maybe there's something to the long-necked horse, right? So maybe they were like, long-necked horse is too long of a name. Let's just call it a bunyip. Yeah, right. A peanut. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's, but it's like, so these people, I'm just really, it's irritating me that they're describing so different animals, and they're like, Australia's well, obviously, weird, they, man. They're all the same thing. It's just that how? <laughs> why aren't they more than one animal? That's what I want. I mean. I mean, this is how, I mean, you know, we didn't have like, uh, I mean, this is back in the 1800s. There wasn't like an extensive, like, you know, widely known knowledge of like yeah, animals. So like, yeah. they were like, I-, I know of these animals and that's what I'm going to use to describe the thing that I saw. So who knows? It was like somebody just really bad at organizing information. They were like, well, okay. Yeah. Duck, dog face, duck bill, long fangs. <laughs> yeah. It's like Serrated a bird. Edges. Wa- yeah. uh, basically an alligator. Probably the same animal. Right, guys? Good enough. Put them in a group. <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't they don't they don't ever like jump to like the simplest answer. They're just like, well, let's just make it make it a made up animal and then we'll be on our way. There's like one of these things is not like the other, but fucking all of these things aren't like the other. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Huh. But yeah, but that's the bunyip. And there's no like I wish there was like a story about it. But like uh, mm-hmm. it's really just has like the consistent, you know, like, you know, well, the aborigines talked about it. And then when uh, when the white man came to take the land from the aborigines, the, the white man saw it, too. And then, like all, like I said, all the pictures. Like, there's one thing that looks like a panther coming up out of the water, eating yep. a naked man. Mm-hmm. He's right there in the billabong. I can see him. Yeah. And then, like, then there's he's eating thing, his like, dick coming. right off. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> That's the a, part he's eating. There's a there's a drawing from 1935, <clears throat> and the name of the drawing is just called Bunyip. It says artist unknown, which which makes sense. I wouldn't want to be known either. But like, good. This is in the na- this is in the National Library of Australia, like digital collections. What's and it look like? I um describe its legs. It looks like a, <laughs> it looks like a it looks like something from a Dr. Seuss book. I, I swear on oh, with my the life, noodle legs. It's got noodle legs and like the back legs are still stuck in the water. The the tail I guess is a it's got like a, a giant wart on its back with like hair coming out of it. It's got like Gross. mane and like a it's got like a snake uh, tongue 
Um, and then the eye, it's, it looks like it has one eye, but it could have two. But the eye is like on top of the head, like up here. So I don't even know how it sees forward, to be honest. Yeah. How good, do you, how good do you think it would taste if it was covered in chocolate syrup and sprinkles? Oh, probably amazing. Put chocolate, chocolate syrup and sprinkles on anything, man. I mean, I, yeah. I'd, eat, <clears throat> I'd eat the shit out of a bunyip. You want a bunyip Sunday? Well, so what's, fuck yeah, what what's happening with its mouth in that picture? Like, okay, so right, like it almost looks like a um, it looks like a plant to me. It looks like a Dr. Yeah. Seuss thing, honestly. Yeah. That's that's yeah. how that's what I think of when I see that. I so. can tell you straight up, those legs would not bear weight for longer than four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> those maybe are maybe this drawing legs. is it's mid jump. But if we're so being it's... honest, it doesn't have a lot of weight to be holding up there. I mean, it's, it's got like a giant <laughs> head. Twelve knees. What is this? <laughs> It's the whole leg is nothing but knees. <laughs> oh There's like when you six said, different bends. Listen, when you said <laughs> bends, when you said bends. bunyip, I yeah. assumed it was something based on around a bunny. <laughs> I, don't I, know I why. actually thought that too. Yeah, when I first okay. saw the word, I thought I thought it was one of those like uh, like what's that other um, cryptid? It's a jackalope. Jackalope or a yeah. wolpertinger? Those two are both which the same, is, similar. Which is a, a rabbit with antlers? Is that what that is? I I know a little bit about a jackalope. A jackalope is literally a taxidermy joke. That's all it is. Taxidermy. Is that so? Yes, it's completely originated Oof. from taxidermy jokes, like where taxidermists okay. will have like spare but, parts and put antlers on rabbits and stuff. But it's that supposed is a, to be a combination of a jackrabbit and an antelope. Yeah, but the the horns are never antelope horns. They're deer. Horns. Yeah, but that's They're antlers. That is a horns. sick fucking game when a human decides to like play God and grabs dead animals it's and mixes weird. all their parts up. What do you think Yetis do, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least I know how to sew. Yeah, make scalps. Jackal but it's scalps a, at least they're taking the same animals, animal, same animal, and same animal, making one scalp. Yeah, this fucking animal has like it's way <laughs> out of proportion. This thing's head is massive. It's got like no rear end. Like there's no way it would be able to stand on those legs. There's That's the no... one you just described, though. That that weird one with the noodle legs, right? Yeah, it looks it, it looks kind of <laughs> like it looks it looks kind of like when uh, when Jeff Goldblum like like fully transformed into the fly at the end of the fly, basically, and it's all like. <laughs> Kill me! And it's like grabbing the shotgun from Gina Davis yeah. and putting it up to its head, type of thing. Spoiler alert! So, yeah, yeah. There's so many. There's, there's so I've many literally never spoilers. seen the end of that movie. You've never seen? The I know fly? it's weird. I've I've I seen the beginning of it a bunch of times, and for whatever reason, I've never finished it. I've always been doing something. I mean, else. it I mean, is Jeff Goldblum. It is, yeah. and if you mm-hmm. like, if you like cryptids, definitely see the fly. I mean, what the fuck? After this episode, I don't like cryptids, so... Yeah, fair enough. I'm just Oh, yeah, I prefer, the dong eater. I prefer that picture of a bunyip. Yeah, it's just... He's just the, na- the panther. Yeah. It doesn't look like anything guy. mythic, though. It just looks like a giant cat. Like, it, it almost looks like a mixture. giant panther. Panther, yeah. yeah. Huh. Hopping out I mean, of a lake. Eat a naked surfer. Yeah. If Fighting him off right at the waist. Yeah. Let's, let's eat the middle first. It's like the way you eat a donut. Like a jelly-filled donut. You just go right for the middle because it's the good part. Wait, there's no other way to eat a donut, though. No, well, like a filled donut, like the one that's puffed. Oh, okay. Or if you eat a jelly-filled donut by eating the outside all the way around before you eat the center, good you're a savage. You're a master. Yeah. You're, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> you're a master and a monster. <laughs> we give you the title of Bunyip. <laughs> huh. Look at how look at how that thing eats donuts. <laughs> Well, you can tell that's the but how it ate them donuts. Yeah, it's specialized. <laughs> it's got that serrated duck bill right on the back of that uh, crocodile head. It just sounds Ish. like a fucking crocodile, basically. It sounds in, like a crocodile. The, I mean, it in the like last description, head. yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. But then, in, but, but then there's all these drawings. Like somebody took. Like, look at the. Look at those drawings. Even like, so, are, think about it for a second, right? Because you have a we're long. We're going to put a lot of these. 
you have big you have tusks like a crocodile has actually has the feet teeth that go over your mouth right yes that's, mm-hmm. that's, yes. that's one of the definitive features of a crocodile and then it also has teeth that go all the way down in the inside as they as their mouth opens yeah right? so there's a lot of these things that kind of ring true it could look like a bill if you theoretically look at it, a crocodile's like mouth it looks very strange yeah it, it looks like that it looks legs. like the bone of a stingray too yeah a little bit it doesn't you go think out about the it. ends but i don't yeah. think that that's a real thing yeah maybe it was eating something or whatever and but... it was eating somebody in a lake uh billabong thanks <laughs> but but right like that's alligator it's crocodile city usa oh well not usa <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't, you can't crocodile just play down under crocodile yeah crocodile city au <clears throat> um yeah huh well well that's my bunyip so. do you think they saw i mean do you think it's just a crocodile is that what you think yep John? yep I, I think well i think yeah and like i said what i think happens is like all these legends are from back in the day when like people were like traveling to new lands they've never seen before, right? right? So they get there and they see new animals and they're like, oh, it's a mythical creature that wasn't in my land. And they're like, well, it's it's just a normal creature. Like it's here, it's everywhere. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that works for describing like the Yeti or Bigfoot or, or well, your thing, but yeah. yeah. Well, let's, so, okay. I, so that picture with the noodle legs, do you think yes. that's what somebody saw a crocodile? I'm like, here's what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> that person nope. was losing. Because, nope. Jesus Christ. Nope. That person was up for like eight days straight, yeah. for sure. <laughs> he like was seconds like, from dying of rattlesnake these, bite or something. These drawings are like highly detailed. Like somebody's like, I'm going to draw the thing that I saw out there mm-hmm. in Australia. And like, well, lot. it had spaghetti okay. legs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then <laughs> a snake tongue. Yeah. It had a snake That's tongue. Like, someone stole my wallet. What does it look like? Well, he had spaghetti legs. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's drawing the culprit. <laughs> It looks like this. It looks exactly oh, yeah. like those police sketches. <laughs> what about eyes? What about? Let's talk about eyes. Well, he had one, just one. Yeah, right at the top of his head. It had lines coming out of it. <laughs> that means he can see out of it. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, that's so weird. God, I'm yeah. hungry though from that bunyip. So just from hearing like, this, the word bunyip makes you hungry. It does. It sounds yeah. like a, it sounds like a pastry. Craven like a cinnabunyip. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So that one clearly is just it originated from people misidentifying a crocodile. I, th- I think we are all in agreement there. Or or, or any Australian animal, basically, because Australia is filled with like weird shit, right? True. Like, like the ca- like the kangaroo to an outsider is like, whoa, what the hell is that thing? You know what I mean? So well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Like yeah. a, um, a platypus for a long time was was technically a cryptid until they found evidence. Yeah. Because yeah. the people yeah. were describing like, well, it's got a duck bill and a beaver fa- body, and people are like, okay, idiot. Yeah, yeah. It, sw- it swims in water. What, what does it do? It lays eggs, but like it swims in water, and that's kind of a weird thing too. Yeah, right. Well, ducks. Yeah, well, ducks do that. Yeah, shit. But it's a mammal that lays eggs. It's a mammal. Thing. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a mammal yeah. that lays eggs. Yeah. That's what's With weird. The ducks about it. bill. Yeah, weird. Yeah, like what's the point? Uh, I mean, it Let's uses it for stuff. a thing, right? It uses uh, those for duck, a thing. It's duck bill. Yeah, it like it, it's like moves back and forth like it's filter feeder, like a duck. It uses it. Yeah, it does. It uses it to quack. You couldn't see it, but I just made a face at John. <laughs> I, ben, I Ben Franklin. Ben. <laughs> so many weird noises have been made. Let me pull that Ben Franklin picture up again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's how I feel. Ben, what about, ben okay, Franklin so uh, Jersey Devil, Leeds Devil, based on something real, or is it just like people fucking hated that family? Well, you know, it has that sort of like biblical, like Quaker thing to it going on. Like it's the devil. They use the word devil to call it. You know what I mean? It has that sort of, it's very colonial America. You know what I okay. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was religious. And so, 
but it was like a politically demonizing thing that like literally yeah yeah literally um but it was like a political thing it seemed like it was like a like a hit you're a ghost your kid is a devil you're an idiot (laughs) your almanac sucks dick (laughs) yeah sincerely yours benjamin franklin founding father (laughs) you know be frank yeah (laughs) be frankie right poor sincerely yours poor richard oh hey let's be frank guys yeah and then yeti based on a real animal that's the only one I think has like a possibility bear? of being real. Yeah. Bear ape. I don't know why it's like ape and a bear. They're very different, but I would say I mean, they're both just freaking massive. Bear. They're hairy, similar hair they're colors. Ha- yeah. Their fur is the same, but, right? But they're similar. Classically, yeah. apes or gorillas or monkeys, whatever, don't live in cold, cold, cold climates. Right. They yep, live yes. in tropical, warm climates. Bears live in cold climates. Yep. Bears live in. Regular, you know, n- not cold climates too, but bears are more acclimated to the cold. So I'm much more, and based on the like bigger paw prints, bears can go up on two legs. I mean, yes. so can monkeys, I guess, or apes do too, but like bears do it more so. They're like, they can theoretically walk a little bit in them. Like, I don't know, they could have a cave up there. Like, it seems weird that there's a big old gorilla in a cave up there, just like throwing, <laughs> throwing decayed <laughs> corpses down a mountainside. We don't use the G <laughs> word here, buddy. <laughs> But yeah, oh. uh, I, yeah, I agree. Like a bear is probably like, cause I think bears are probably more common at the f- foot of all these mountains. Like that, those yeah. lower yeah, like, land, lower altitude. Like animals have thing. like sort of, sort of an instinct where like, they're not going to go into a place. Like as soon as they start going up the mountain, they're like, well, this is too cold. I'm going to go back down the mountain. You know what I mean? Like right. there's no, there's no point in me being up here. Well, we're the only, again, we're the only start. dumb animal that feels the need to keep climbing. So yeah. Yeah. We're, we're dumb. <laughs> Us morons. So they're at the top, though. <laughs> keep in mind, once you get to like, the beginning, 21,000 plus feet is really freaking high. Yeah. Yep. The air is thin. Thickness. You have, well, you you have in, mental issues. You live. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sherpa. <laughs> thank you, Sherman. Um, what, uh, you lived in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, and what did you say the altitude there was? It's a mile high, like at the city level. So, so what um not even did that have an effect on yes can you talk about that a second yeah yeah so you're when you go to a higher altitude or uh, to, to denver or wherever in colorado or you about a mile or so up it takes about 90 days for your blood to cycle out and change over uh your red oh blood God. cells and your red blood cells uh have a percentage uh the oxygen that you intake a certain percentage of that goes to your blood cells so at higher levels you your blood needs to kind of change so it takes you about three months or so quote unquote for me, it felt a lot longer than that, though. Um, when you are at higher altitudes, you get lightheaded, obviously, a lot easier because there's just less oxygen in general to take in when you're breathing. So you have to breathe faster and take deeper breaths, typically. I had a problem like with going to the gym or doing stuff outside because I also have like... <laughs> that same problem, but it's not altitude-based. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also have like some asthma stuff, too. So I had, <laughs> to, use I, I had to use it a lot there. Um, oh, okay. But also, you get, you get drunk a lot faster because of... The way that alcohol flows into your system, so you can you can get drunk probably with like half, a little bit more than half of what you usually drink. Oh, at least for the first few months. Um, <laughs> Wait, but you get lightheaded if you if <laughs> yeah, taste. So you, <laughs> <laughs> you get lightheaded a lot easier. So you you there's there's weird stuff happening in your brain because it has less oxygen going to it. Okay. So if you're not ready to go climb a 14er or go ready to climb Mount Everest at 21,000 feet, or even if you even, probably even are you like. A lot of a lot of times that as you climb those up, they have oxygen tanks. They yeah. have little canisters you could take additional oxygen because your your body and your brain requires a certain level of oxygen. 
So it sounds to me like, similar to what we said in previous episodes, there may have been some brain functionality that was altered based on the, the height of the people climbing right, as well. Just That's literally impeding the way their brain functions. Yes. Uh, Are you yeah. guys saying that if you believe in cryptids, you're dumb? No. No. You just might yeah. be at a high altitude. <laughs> or high. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> altitude regardless, just high. Yeah, you just might yeah. be you know, the old uh, billabong. Yeah. <laughs> Take it to the billabong, get, grab a bunyip, have a good Netflix and chill session. <laughs> yeah, I, pretty interesting topic. I, I think that... And I'll get your opinion on this in a second. Like going into it, I was a little worried that this would be like too detail oriented. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping to find like stories of people hunting the things I was looking for, and mm-hmm. the resources I found were like too like they were really sensationalized and not like depictions or uh, accounts of people like hunting it and finding like things. I, right. I, I don't know, and maybe that's out there, but I wasn't able to really find it with uh, my searching. For the mm-hmm. Yeti, I thought there I would find like you know because there's Bigfoot hunters and that's like pretty well documented. So there's like documentaries about it and Yeti hunters. I mean, there's a few things you can find out there, but it wasn't. Uh, it was mostly like crazy Russian guys saying they found it when really they were like shooting bears or something. Well, if they all live on Mount Everest, fuck that. I'm, I'm not going up there just to look for one of those things. Eh, I mean, but people look. I mean, people you know become obsessed with stuff like this and is what they devote their life to. Sure, I, yeah. I agree though. There was there's a lot of cryptids out there that we saw. But a vast majority of them were just like, there was some sightings of this years and years ago. It looked kind of like this. The end. The end. And you're yeah. like, all right, this is nothing. So it, it, I kind of wanted to get something really strange too. But when I kind of dug into it deeper, I was like, well, I kind of have to pick, the, you know, some of the well-documented ones that actually have a history and story behind it. So we have some um, I could have gone with, I almost went with Mothman too, because I know that's kind of a local-ish thing. You here brought that up. I don't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it either. And I, I probably should have and or could have, but I, I just didn't because I figured people probably did that know anything about this topic. But anyway, the point is that like there were a lot of them. The yeah. majority of them were very, very simple and didn't really have right. much to dig into. So right. I also crocodile head, that. dog face, the end. <laughs> yeah, crocodile feet. That, crocodile feet. Twelve, 12 crocodile feet face, tall. and the rest of it's a crocodile too. <laughs> loves loves man dong. Yeah, <laughs> eats that first so you can taste it with its tongue. Well, in that picture, it's tasting his butt. So I don't know what to, I don't know him. what to call it. It had all crocodile-like features, but I don't know what to call it. <laughs> it's like, well, how would I describe it? It's like it's got crocodile-like <laughs> fingers or toe. I mean, you know, like with the claws that come out the tip, and then <laughs> attached to that was like a whole crocodile's body, tail, head, and all the other parts of a crocodile. But it screamed right? at me, "I am a crocodile." Yeah, <laughs> and then it boomed at me. And then Hello, my name more. is crocodile. <laughs> And then it boomed. It was a real boom. Yeah, yeah. And um, boom, boom goes the crocodile. Yeah. But it was interesting to, to to dig into some of them. I think it was. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big believer in a lot of that stuff too. So once again, I kind of digging into it a little bit more. It's interesting to hear kind of the stories and some of the origins of this stuff. Even if it's not real, like like in my case, even if it's not quote unquote probably a real thing, hearing stories about how those creatures can come into being based on not no evidence of an actual creature existing is interesting too. Based on like how the lore of it comes around to me yeah the lore of it yeah mm-hmm. and the, the family history and and the, the hatred and or the, the the family crest and stuff like that too is, is interesting in a different way but also interesting as well just to hear how evolution love story kind of works i so think mo- in, in yours adam the thing i found most interesting was how much of a fucking dick ben franklin was <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean not that the thing like the thing is interesting and the the idea yeah. the concepts there but ben franklin was like bro be cool <laughs> 
Yeah. He did have syphilis, so that might have been messing with his head a little Ooh, bit. Yeah. yeah, dementia. The most fascinating thing about cryptids is really when you get down to it is like human psychology. Because mm. like we all know that cryptids aren't real, right? Like we all kind of in the back of our minds are like, eh, probably not a real probably thing not real, at all. Right. Well, yeah. I think the three Adam, of us are skeptics. So yes. in particular, so, we are the kind of people that are like, yeah, it's probably not real. I would say it's probably fake. But the most interesting thing is when you dig into any cryptid, it's like when you look at all the stories and legends and the descriptions and the, all the old timey like drawings and stuff, it's the way the human brain works uh, was mm-hmm. the most interesting part is um, because we just when we don't know when we see something we've never seen before, we just have to like start thinking it's just some like fake mystical magical uh you know has all the different parts of other things i've seen before but i don't know what to call it you know what i mean it's just weird to see how humans like dissect something that they've discovered for the first time but even if i saw a crocodile for the first time i wouldn't be like well here's its (laughs) spaghetti legs well (laughs) that's that's true but it is true also in that same vein even if you have seen something and you're trying to recall back later i mean there are a lot of errors in human memory too right so that's a really big thing so people will fill just in hungry yeah. at the time you're like you know what i can really go for some spaghetti oh shit crocodile okay hold on <laughs> god i could kill for a bunyip <laughs> oh man i would kill for a bunyip right now all right i'm sorry let's, let's get out of here let's bunyip it up yeah let's do it so you can if you like this episode go ahead and follow us on facebook you can find us uh, at facebook.com slash research and destroy podcast if you have an idea for a show or you have some comments on anything we talked about today you can email us show at research and destroy podcast.com uh, you can get all of our episodes on apple Podcasts, google play and stitcher and if you like this episode please go ahead and and, and rate us on those things five stars you know what i'm saying uh on any of those services anyway so thanks see ya bye 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 it's your story now you, you, you decide what is right.